0: Ooh, that looks tasty. Support for Boards and Brews comes from Sovereignty. Play board games in a 3D environment on any device. Play smarter. Welcome, folks. Today, The Hunger Gamer is back with another episode of Boards and Brews, and today I am joined by Mr. Adam Smith of Rolling Solo fame, and I may say the cooler of the Smith brothers. You're probably signing off now. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no you're, you're supposed to jump in and be like, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so we're going to jump right in with the rapid fire questions everybody gets. And so here we go. It is, who the crap are you? What is your channel? What is your shtick? And how and why did you get started in the game reviewing business?
1: Whew. All right. Well, I probably forgot half those questions, but I will start off here so um my name is adam smith I, I have a rolling solo channel which is de- dedicated to solo board games and i want to say my shtick is probably uh oh i hate this word so much when i say organically so <laughs> people use that all the time it makes my skin crawl but basically organically i feel like uh the intros that i do on my on my videos is probably my shtick uh, i think that's kind of like where i put like a uh, little bit of a spin on my playthroughs to make them a little more exciting coming into them Um, I tried to just, my mindset with it was to try to make it feel like a TV series or a movie almost going into it, right? Versus just being a a standard playthrough. So I think it started as like, I'll try this and see how it goes. And then it turned into what it is today. And now it's kind of my primary focus. So mainly it's all solo games and it has, and honestly, that probably hasn't changed the whole time it's been going, I think I've been just doing playthroughs and unboxings and top tens and I've kept the content, I want to say, for the most part, pretty consistent across the four years. I don't think I've made, I've made a couple adjustments here and there, but uh, it seems like the audience has gravitated towards enjoying the playthroughs. So i kind of stuck with that.
0: <laughs> and, and the the last one was just, so what, what got you started uh So just before we started recording, talked about how at one point you made over a hundred videos on one game. Like that is a lot of time and effort. What got you started doing that?
1: Yeah. So probably the video thing and how that all started was, and I don't want, I'll, I'll try to sum it up quickly, but basically back when I was in my teens, uh my uncle rodney smith was older than me obviously at that point in time (laughs) and uh, me and him uh i would actually go over to his place and play games like lord of the rings uh the trading card game star wars the trading card game um we try all these random card games that were out there at the time right they're handful the most of them were were pay to play kind of thing like you got to find the great cards right it's like magic dump your money into stuff and we we loved it we played those together. I think that's when the bug was, was in me was around that time frame, And I started trying to find games that would kind of immerse me a little bit more in like a story or the idea of surviving. So I think there was like a tomb, there was even a tomb Raider card game. I think that came out way back then that was based on like the original old school art it looked terrible, like absolutely terrible. But the gameplay was like, for me as a kid, it was fun. Cause I was like, Oh, this is like exploring a tomb and your imagination kind of just goes wild. Right. And you get right into it so the bug was planted then i dropped it video games took over for like a decade or more right like most people in our in our age category kind of like went through that phase at least to some degree if not all of it and then uh i just went to uh, i went to my uncle's place for a visit i think like about 10 I years to that, ago. I, I said
0: he was i thought he was your brother so i apologize no, for that everybody that's so okay anybody who's yeah. confused
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so i went to his place and uh he he whipped out because he's thinking like okay i've got family here and i've got you know i don't know what i should you know introduce. introducing <laughs> these people too in terms of board games but in his mind he's already deep into the rabbit hole so he's like what do i do what do i do so he pulls out zombicide because he's like well you know this is like light enough that i should be able to get people interested plus you can kind of see what's going on on the board so we, we played that and i was kind of like oh this brings back those vibes of like what i experienced back when i was in my teens like just games that kind of like Not super complex, but just enough to like get you into the world and make you want to like discover, play it, and goof around in it. And I came back home, bought, started buying a couple seasons. This was, I think, the season, I think it was heading into, they were heading on Kickstarter to Black Plague at that point. So I'd already missed all the original, you know, seasons leading up. Yeah. So I got, I just started buying them retail. And then that led me to going, okay, this is fun. What else is there? That led me to Board Game Geek which then i sorted the list oh that was bad that's the bad that's the darkness right there <laughs> and like so i went to work game. i sorted it by solo games and i was like what is that mage night game up there i'm like god number one i'm like what is that so i went right from zombicide to mage night which was a, an aggressive style like funny how that is like mage night has this like weird tie into people but it's like i i remember playing it and i remember going yeah these rules are complex compared to zombicide for sure I remember having to recheck rules on stupid conditions of every bloody attack and defense under the sun, trying to figure out which ones block what. But once I figured it out, and once I played the game and got it all down the table, I I just loved it, and I kept playing it because I thought the AI was so unique and weird. Like to me, being brand new to board games, I was like what, like how is this color crystal silliness? Like how is this? Like who designed this? Like I just remember where my head went, and I was like, "There's got to be other games like this." And then of course, I kept going down the board game list and, and stuff like this and but i feel like by jumping from zombicide to mage knight and having those in my in my first two games it kind of helped me to realize like wow mage knight's rulebook is insane Takes it, it, like so if you can tackle that you can tackle any game under the sun because its barrier is it's not kind <laughs> like it's not necessarily like here you go have fun and,
0: and like, i mean you need to make sure board game geek knows that you just started going down the list because yeah. they need yeah. To just pay you for that is the best endorsement of the hotness list or whatever that i've ever <laughs> yeah. heard
1: it's it's honestly how i did it because I, I think and it might have been raw it might have been rod or somebody that told me to go to board game geek and just explore right but i just went there and by you know what most people would do is it filter the list and i just and i was like okay and then when i stumbled on lord of the rings the card game that was the second one that grabbed its hooks into me and at that point that was the one that made me realize okay So now I am completely addicted uh, to to solo gaming because now I'm like buying these packs of cards, but nobody else is playing with me. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing, why do I keep spending this money? And then I really, and then I I started to ask my question. So once I asked the money question, then I moved to the time question. I was like, why am I spending two hours a night goofing around with decks, like keeping them on, like, I forget what uh, database there was on online at the time. There probably still is, where you can like store the decks that you've created uh, per scenario so that you can kind of like let other people in the community know, like I built this deck and it beat that scenario or whatever, uh, there's like a database of stuff. So anyway, I use those to kind of like build my decks and tweak them. I was like, I had fallen down the Alice in Wonderland rabbit hole quite hard. That's what kind of led me to go okay time time wise I'm spending two three hours a night already doing this in my free time so like why don't I just record it like I'm already burning all this time doing it by myself so why not why don't I just turn the camera on and see if somebody else wants to see this. Right. I don't even know why I thought to do that, but I think at the time I'd already been, uh, and this might allude to a couple of questions you have a little later on, but it's like I, like I already kind of was pulled in by Ricky Royals videos for Mage Night because I had to learn the bloody game. So like I needed to find someone who actually had good content on the game. So his content was like what I was watching going like, wow, that made it so much simpler to get rather than reading the rule book. And then I kind of just saw what he was doing. I had other, there was other people in the industry, like uh, uh, Rob's tabletop world, which I don't think it was called that back in the day, but I really liked him because he was just a, he's just a super genuine person, extremely kind and giving. And uh, I just liked his stuff. It was just like very much felt like your next door neighbor kind of thing. Like you knew the guy, even if he had no idea who you were (laughs) and uh so those are the kind of guys that I was of like, oh, I could do this. Maybe I could like start a channel and, and try to cover some stuff that isn't being shown, right? Some games that aren't getting enough, you know, attention or whatever, or games that are. And uh, and that's kind of where it kind of all just took off from. And I, I started with, uh, I think I started with Mass Mora, which I have no idea why I did that. <laughs> like, it just happened to be a release that showed up on my doorstep. And I was like, yay, first Kickstarter. And I was like, what the hell? Let's turn on the camera and give her a shot. <laughs>
0: and that's a that's a C mine game right it is yeah so you had a lot of stuff to show off
1: (laughs) yeah that's the thing like back then i was like oh look at this i don't even know what i'm talking about there's 20 boxes on the table they're all plastic i don't know what i'm
0: doing all right well so that that there there's our rapid fire now we everyone who didn't know who adam is now you do now before we can jump in to the podcast proper what is your brew that you have today
1: Mm. the brew i have today is literally just the one that i'm still finishing from like four or five months ago (laughs) smokehead right now so it's a very very smoky scotch it's pretty good i like it it's not bad um i kind of got on the scotch train a while ago quite a while ago then i got off of it Now i was like i'm done with this and then i got back on it again because i i'm not like a i i probably drank a lot more in my 20s <laughs> i don't drink well, very much anymore did, in my didn't,
0: 30s didn't we all right yeah
1: so i just kind of like so now i'm kind of like if i do enjoy drinks i seem to enjoy like hard liquor so i then i lean towards like okay i'll scotch that kind of thing what do you got over there
0: and so i i just have a a, a hard cider today Ooh, so i've been um like off that. off everything for 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 a little bit and yeah. uh had uh, some buddies over for some games yesterday and one of them really liked cider and which I got some at random. He's was like, this one's really got to do it. Yeah. So I was like, all right. So th- this, and I don't remember what it's called. Usually I give the company a plug, but I've, I've forgotten what this one's called. What have you been playing recently and what, if anything, Ooh. do you have on your table right now, which is a silly question because I can see it.
1: Oh, but there's it's- other things. There's other things. Well, yes, yeah, true. You can see it. I kind of ruined it. I realized that when I turned the camera, I'm like, well, that's uh <laughs> that's all well, yeah, like on the table to the side that you can't see, uh descent's what I got going on right now because I'm trying to get some videos out the door. Oh, the, the the new one? Yes, the one that has no, uh, there's no issues with it whatsoever and everybody loves it, that Descent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, all the issues that I, I, I heard, so anybody who doesn't know, uh, Descent 2nd Edition is one that many people have played. It is a dungeon crawl game, originally meant as a one-versus-many, but then there's an app that you can use and there are 57,000 expansions and you, you can literally drop two grand into this game and maybe not have everything that's but crazy now they've put out descent legends i don't know something like that it's yeah not. it's, like it, it's
1: it. legends of the i always goof it up even when i was doing my videos i was, I was like saying descent journeys in the end we're starting over again <laughs> <laughs> just want to do
0: it so a, what, what it. they're saying is that it's not the third edition of descent but it is fully yes. cooperative or solo using an app that's the shtick and it's like a 170 bucks american or something yeah, it's like that it's a, it's a pricey game what do you like? What do you not like? Just you know the, the brief. I know you're not done. Oh yeah, no, no, no. It's all
1: good. Um, no, I'm so I'm I'm turning through it. Uh, I'd say the things I like about it. So I guess the the games that come to mind in my head are the ones the Fancy Play has already made for app driven games. Is probably the closest comparisons, I guess. Journeys to me, like if I was gonna compare it to Journeys, I'm like I like the IP. That's uh, the Lord um, of the Rings Journeys. Yeah, sorry, there. sorry. Let me be more clear. <laughs> yeah, So Journeys of Middle Earth. The um, just the IP of Lord of the Rings pulls me in hundred percent. It's probably my favorite of all of them. But the, the thing that I was lacking about that one that kind of bothered me was that when the core box came out, it didn't have enough of like a story that I cared about of it being like central to the other stories that everybody knows for me to be like, ah, oh, this is really like amazing. I felt like they were just doing like a side story just for the hell you know, of it. That,
0: well, that, that's a tough ask, right? Cause like it you want to be Gimli or you want to be like, you <laughs> want to follow that story. Yeah. But then, if you're, I mean, I have never played that one by myself, but if you're, you know, Fred the Ranger, that's a little harder to, you know, to, to get into. That's the
1: thing. And the, the thing that I think was missing from that one was they started to toy with the idea of terrain in the app and, and doing it on the table. But the problem was with journeys is that it was all flat, which is fine. But like, to me i think that's even it's like if you're going to do an app driven game i think what they did with this this descent version is what they should have done with journeys they should have done 3d terrain in journeys i think that was a huge miss because being that it's lord of the rings you're going to see things like the outdoor environments are crazy there's waterfalls there's trees there's rocks There, oh, how cool would turn- it be
0: if you actually had like a like uh, an ant that you could actually put your guy on and like move around the board. And the
1: cool thing is, is that as long as most of this stuff is cardboard versus being miniatures, then that keeps the overall cost down. It doesn't make people you know freak out as much and stuff this. But with Descent, I mean, obviously the cost was 175, which is it certainly seems kind of jarring. You know, if I was going to you know, like you mentioned there, asking me just about like what I think snippet wise about Descent, price is a concern initially. I still bought it anyway. But I wanted to play through it. I think I'm going to, like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to finish it fairly soon. I'm not, uh, I'm going to have to, like, once I'm done playing on the channel, I'll be able to, like, just go crazy off the channel until the end. But I actually have a drive to do that for some weird reason, which is like not every game I have the time to just take to the side and then just run and want to run through the end. Sometimes I'll only, I'll only be able to run through half the game before I have to switch my mindset on rule books and go to the next thing. I just don't have time to like finish a campaign game. But this one, I'm just like, the more I play it, the more I'm like, the 3D terrain seems gimmicky. But then the more of it shows up on your table, the more you're like, this actually kind of makes it more immersive, like than what it was with journeys where it literally felt like you were just putting a tile on the board, a little token for a bush and a little token for a wall. And you're like, well, that looks terrible. Like it looks, I mean, I could, if people like were going to complain about terrain and stuff like that, uh, that should have been the one they probably should have been complaining about. Cause that was in my opinion, the, the least on the production scale. Whereas with this descent, what I'm looking at, it's like, yep. Once things start kind of opening up, you start going like, "This is pretty. This is like Dungeons and Dragons on your table. Like it's literally building out stairways, bookcases, trees, archways. Like all this stuff showing up as you go through." Oh, so I'm for gonna me, stop
0: you. We're going to be tempted to buy it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like for me, it's more. It's more. The thing that I like about it is that outside the app what makes the game unique i think the biggest thing is if you forget all the terrain silliness the gameplay in terms of managing your fatigue and your conditions and the way that you like flip a card over in order to just wipe the tokens away is really cool because it's simple but it's also like there's tons of strategy in that like managing where those tokens sit and then of course as the game goes on you get more conditions the conditions are not allowed to like compound onto the cards they have to be like if you got like scarred for instance you put a token on your hero card and then if you got scarred again you'd have to put it on a separate card you then scarred those... a third
0: time you actually have to cut yourself yes yeah. then
1: you have to cut yourself <laughs> that's in the app as well and then you have <laughs> and basically like, like oh that's what the banks were in the box. <laughs> <Yeah. palace. laughs> and uh but the idea is like once the app triggers it then you're kind of going okay i've got three scars so i'm going to take this effect stack three times But in the back of your mind, you're like, how the crap do I get rid of this stuff? I need to get rid of it. So it's just constant management of cards on the table. Whereas with Journeys, it was very much like you're playing a game on the table and it's fun and I still like the game, but there was no management of tokens. So it was just card play. So I could see why people can look at that and go like if it's just card play, that could have been in the app. Like it there's not as much uh there's not as much grabbing things and moving things and managing all that crap.
0: But you know what I I've learned recently uh, is with the, the app's integration into games, like that, yeah. if it's done well, yeah, it's amazing. It is. So the yeah. uh uh can you see it? Yeah, you can see it right here. This uh Divinus. I yes. got to uh, a preview yeah. for a mm-hmm. uh, Lucky Duck. And I only got to do the, you know, the first two scenarios. Nice. But The way that app is integrated is everything I want it to be. It manages all the junk I Mm -hmm. don't want to deal with Mm -hmm. and the stuff that I do want to deal with. There it is. I get to play with it and touch it and do that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. And so it sounds like that's what, so it sounds like that's what Descent's doing. And the thing that almost got me on Descent is the thing that I saw the most people hating on. (laughs) I really like the art. Like, the, like the weird kind of I don't know how to describe it but man I almost pre-ordered it yeah solely based on that and then I was like ah, I have I know how much stuff I have coming up and I know you know I when I grabbed my little uh list of stuff I still have just edit and whatever it's huge right now yeah yeah so I I, I, I resisted but oh there's a lot of haters about that and I was like I think that I looks really cool
1: and, and to me it like I Okay, so I'll come at this from a different angle, I guess. With, uh, did you ever play Monkey Island before? Does that ring a bell? Oh, yeah. Okay, do you remember Curse of Monkey Island? I think that's the third one in the series where the artwork went from being like the old DOS-looking artwork. Like like it was just pixels everywhere for the first two. Yeah, and then yeah, the yeah. third one went into this like cell-shaded, whimsical artwork that yep. like, for me, that was the best artwork across all of the series. And when I look at Descent, that's what it reminds me of. I look at it and I go like, that's literally the Curse of Monkey Island's artwork style. And I'm like, and I'm just like, and and so for me, like I looked at it and I was like, there needs to be more artwork like this. Like this artwork is awesome. And I get people. So the one thing, the one gripe that I totally agree with is that the tiles for the floors for Descent, like in terms of outdoor tiles on the ground and maybe cobblestone tiles could have been more exciting. I guess like they could have been like you could have put, they could have put a couple little, you know, things on those, you know, on the ground, maybe some rodents or something just to spice them up beyond just a couple little pebbles and some leaves. So I get that. But at the same time, I'm also like, they're also just supposed to be ground level. It's the idea is it's supposed to be basic. So that the 3d terrain kind of makes the whole thing pop, not the ground. Like, but of course, a lot of people like to judge instantly. So they see the intro scenario and they go, look at that pile of dirt that you started on. <laughs> look at that pile of water that has nothing in it this looks terrible <laughs> and i'm like well that's because you haven't actually started playing it and watched it evolve and open up and things drop down you're like okay this is starting to look better no, no don't you
0: understand we make our judgments <laughs> <like>
1: that. <laughs> well that's the thing Is like i that's the thing that draws me nuts is i'm like most of the people that are complaining they're like i haven't played it i haven't watched anything about it i saw like the ffg video i watched five minutes i got mad and then i shut it off and i'm like
0: and like, i think there's a bit of um frustration with ffg in general
1: there is yep you and then some I, of that's I, some of that's like uh and i'm definitely not trying to say like hey accept everything like just be happy with everything right because that's that's not a good mindset well because
0: it's interesting because now you know you're talking mostly positively about it and most mostly. of the people i see talking about who actually have it yeah are really enjoying it um yep. which is uh well again it has me tempted and maybe when you know miniature <laughs> market gets their next batch maybe i'll uh, i'll throw yeah. down for it but uh, uh, i like, I was so intrigued. I actually, and you can be impressed by this, found someone at Asmodee. Oh, nice. Got an email. Yeah. I was like, how about you let me make some content? And they're like, absolutely. You're on the list.
1: There you go. No, nope. <laughs> the, the list of people no, not to say anything
0: to. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, it sounds like I'm excited for it. <laughs> I know, right? But I, I, I just, you know, I was like, well. i'll I'll make this effort i'm gonna i'm I'm not gonna buy it because you know there's space and all that stuff but for a moment i was like oh
1: my gosh yeah yeah i found
0: i i actually found that (laughs) pot of gold at the end of the rainbow you
1: know Um, yeah it's i don't know and the thing is some people are going to play it and i and i get it it's it's these app-driven games like some of the some people are going to play them and go it's not as complex as mage Night or gloomhaven so it's not up my alley it's just it's not in my ball it's not in my ballpark so that's the hard thing too is like I can say I enjoy it, but I enjoy it from the standpoint of it's, it's accessible. It doesn't take a long time to learn. The app basically takes care of 50% of the work for you and the app pretty much. And and when people are like, Oh, the app in this game does 75 to 90% of the, of the work. That's when I throw the red flag up and I'm like, okay, that's ridiculous. Um, I get it in terms of placing terrain. Like the app could, place the train and you could play the game in the app and not even use the table. Cause that's one of the things people say, they're like, don't even bother putting on the table. Just play it in the app. <laughs> like You could do that, but could, and that's but a great is, option
0: to have. If you're like traveling or something.
1: Yeah. But mm-hmm. the thing is like the downside is, is that it doesn't uh, probably on purpose, it doesn't track the character's movement on the board. So you'd have to, you'd have, you have to track it somehow. So that's how they're forcing you to use it on the tabletop. But then, really the only thing I find the apps actually doing for you is handling the attack action. That's where they're actually handling the bulk of the work. And then the darkness phase, it's more of a, it's almost like a handholding of the AI. It's almost like thou shall do this, thou shall do this. And it's like, you just, you just walk through those steps and then bam, you're back at the hero phase. So for me as a solo gamer, I look and go any game that can immerse me in music, storyline, take away fiddly crap that I have to deal with while I'm playing it solo, um and manage some of the attack statuses and conditions with a checkbox rather than having to do math in my brain. Like 20% attack hero damage is now being taken off. And I'm like, uh like looking at my cards like "Eh, that's roughly this. Like just try and then oh yeah and then the shield takes that. It's like forget all that crap. Like it just handles it all. Well I mean uh, I don't
0: know about I don't know about you, but I often have um some kind of dry erase. I have some little dry erase tokens that I uh, harvested from a, a prototype I got one's the best thing ever. But like yeah. when we talk about Madara later, like I take yeah. all those numbers and I just drop little circles on top of the circles on my thing. <laughs> awesome. Where I have written the numbers awesome. on them. Or yeah. often when I'm doing a when I do a playthrough on 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 the channel, I have a, you know, little whiteboard this big that I put literally on the tripod in front of me where I put all those stats. They're just written That's up. Sorry. You know, Finder all, all, all the math of is just written there. Yeah. Like, i do that anyway yeah so i'd love for an app to do that for me oh, oh gosh you're a horrible person now i really want to want to get it
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'd say long story short for descent it's it, for me it feels like 50 50 it's like most of the actions are inside the app except for the attack action that's where the app just goes let me take the reins roll your die tell me how many successes you got and, and they also took endless.
0: away the thing i hated about descent second edition what's that you could just miss. You oh, could roll yeah, the X and right. just miss. And I forgot I, I, about that. I, I, I get it. You know, the, the various millitubes. <laughs> like, I
1: totally forgot about the X. Yeah, that, is the, that was the
0: worst. Like <laughs> yeah. you do all this stuff like, I am a god. Yep. You're like, I got is, it. This is my moment and nothing. <laughs> um, on a side note, another, another game, if you really are dig feeling that like the scenery, if you sure. haven't checked out Arena, arena the the con- they got they got the new stuff that's like real for solo coming yeah yeah like with yep. their like their walls and stuff that you like oh man like that 3d train is just
1: <sighs> you know it's funny i was on one of the facebook groups and i don't remember which one recently and somebody had put all their arena the contest stuff <laughs> into descent they started using all the walls to like to like you know just mm-hmm. to try to build a little more immersion beyond i think i did that with journeys when i did the playthrough for journeys i was like you know what this board looks like crap i'm like this is really boring i'm like there's a bush there's a t- i told you this is a bush bush is a token this is pathetic i'm gonna literally go to a hobby store and buy bushes buy rocks buy trees and then i put it all on the game board And i'm like and now it looks perfect i know now you're
0: <laughs> like i'm excited about this game
1: yeah so um, i think so- with descent it was cool because i'm like well i don't have to buy stuff and it's all made of cardboard bin. Yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> I, I love that so the um I actually don't have anything on my table for the first first episode. I have nothing on my Shame. table. Shame. But, but that's because over the past um week, I let me I'm looking at my thing. One, two, three, four, five. I've recorded six different videos of stuff. Oh, so wow. six different videos I've recorded. Cause I'm I'm about to, I also run a theater company. We're about to go into rehearsal. So I had to get a whole bunch of content ready to go. Uh, so when i have to disappear i can keep you know keep the schedule going
1: gotcha but
0: i have played a bunch of stuff but i have played a bunch of stuff recently just got nothing set out lately so we had a a game day yesterday so people came over Mm -hmm. and i got to play one i think you've played and i'll get to that with that one last sure the uh so we played some this one that's just releasing from from kickstarter a game called mytholix it's Mm -hmm. a this competitive greek gods Draw cards, build up your stats, type thing, and okay. kind of wail on each other. It's like a total beer and pretzels <laughs> kind of game.
2: Because okay.
0: it's, I mean, it is random. Yeah. Like we, we were playing, and it's almost like if you take, well, you're a magic, you used to play magic. You know how you got the, the yeah. really good card you might get.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> and so as you're playing <laughs> <One day>. like, <laughs> here, you, you can spend your coins to draw a card to build, to add an army to your deck. Well, and it literally says in there, common card or. Epic Kickstarter exclusive, <laughs> and this just random. So you are randomly getting these things, and as you randomly put cards out, you randomly get stronger, and it changes the dice you roll. So right. again, like you might be like, I might be rolling two six-sided dice, and you're rolling two twenty-sided dice. Yeah, like it's so uh, it's a total like. Yeah, it's
1: like one minute. It's it's, like, it's like
0: this is going to sound so horrible, but it's like Candyland for hobby <laughs> gamers.
1: Like, yeah, it's very true. Yeah. You just Sounds throw it right. out there, you know.
0: But it, it took. 30, 40 minutes for a three-play game. So wow. Okay. Great. You know, yeah. play. it does some really cool stuff, though, with the board. Nice. Like, it uses acrylic standees, and it's big hexes, and these standees are huge. Oh, okay. But you can also see all the way through the acrylic standees, so you can see mm. what's underneath them. And so, yeah, it does some. It has some cool some cool stuff. But so, that that was one. Right. And I'm kind of going in, in, in order of my, my excitement about them. The yep. second one, which I loved, and I'm spoiling my review for this coming Wednesday, is a uh, Nadavalier. Um, Ooh, I don't know that, anything about that one. Yeah, well, that one's not solo at all, but is, it that, is, the, a, is
1: that the dungeon crawl one? You no, had? no, it's, no, a, okay, it's sorry. a set
0: collection bidding game. Oh
1: wow. Okay, and that's it's 20.
0: Dice Tower loved it apparently because it's it's on oh, Fox. It tells me that they loved it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but it's a game where you so Fafnir the Dragon has been mm-hmm. unleashed on the dwarven kingdoms, and the dwarf king's like, Hey, Adam yep. will go out there and recruit from the taverns. The bravest dwarves. <laughs> and whoever gets the bravest army, you get the honor of going to fight the dragon. Some honor that <laughs> is. To <yeah>, me, like <laughs> I want to finish second, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just the rounds of your. It's just a set collection game. You get points okay. based on you know the orange dwarves will have numbers on them. It's like a little math things. So you add up the numbers on them and you multiply by how many you have, or the blues you just add up the numbers. So whatever, it's just you know math at the end of the game. But the yeah. cool thing is, each of the taverns has between three and five dwarves in it depending on how many players you got and you have five coins and it's oh. zero two three four and five and you're going to yeah. bid one coin at each place whoever has the highest bid they get the get the dwarf. but if you bid the zero you get to then take the two coins you didn't use add them together so if i got a three and a four seven i throw away my four and i take a new coin that's now a seven now oh, my bidding pool is better right so you go okay. through the you're kind of you know bidding up, and it is fast. Mm-hmm. Am I going to say? It? Yeah, it is the best set collection game I have ever played. Awesome.
1: Well, and, that's going to go on my list of things. To yeah, like it. like. <laughs> it, it's Sorry, not, did, it did it this is, come? Did this come through Kickstarter, or was it like a no? Retail it was release? a straight release. I, th- I think it's it's a, a, I
0: from France, like a Hachette, H uh, A S H A C H E T T E Games is putting okay. it out here here in the US. Um, yeah, there there's, But it's also on Board Game Arena, if. You're, you're ever on interesting. that interesting um, okay well i'm definitely gonna look into that now because i'm like it, i didn't it, even it is fair. well I'll, never I'll, heard of it I'll, 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 I'll cinch into the video you can side but it's yeah if you have someone to play with it's it's amazing mm-hmm. and it just it's a 20 minute game yeah that's awesome that's awesome it's rare, it's rare to find those games right now like, so there's so the, there's that one that i'm really high good on. ones the, the other one is i just finally played because i didn't get it but i got suckered into the kickstarter mm-hmm. for the new stuff was Right here, adventure tactics.
1: Oh, now, I have I not played Daddy. that. Right? Nope, never played it. Never played it. You haven't? <laughs> no nope. shame on your channel. Shame, you need to get yeah. this. And put this on your channel. <laughs> no, wow. have not. I and I think I've even heard. I've heard of it, but I don't remember anything of what I've heard now. At this point, So I'm well, drawing the,
0: complete. The, the good. The good thing about it is it's fast. Right. I mean, it's thirty. Well, to be fair, we played two levels. Okay. It you was know, for first, of, but I mean. The first level was maybe 30 minutes. The second level was maybe probably wouldn't have been 40, 45 minutes had we not lost within 10 minutes because we were straight. <laughs> um, that gives us things. Like you, you, it's like run the gauntlet of bad guys. Mm-hmm. You know, like One person's carrying like the sacred baby or something. It's like, you know, and all the it's bad like, guys right. are going to attack the person carrying the baby. So dumb us was like baby person, run ahead in the front. You'll be fine. They were they not. They were, not. They were uh, not. Yeah. <laughs> it went poorly. <laughs> but that that, that is awesome. a the the shtick with that game is the leveling up. Okay. Pretty much after every scenario okay. you level up, but there's no rules. For the no most rules. part, like you know, I start as a fighter and like yeah, I want to take some wizard. Ah, oh, I wanna take some ranger. Okay. So it's like yeah. very uh plug and play ish.
1: Whatever you not even I don't even yeah, try yeah, to not, not way way even it's, just,
0: it's just like the tech tree that you yeah. would have in a lot of games. You can free to reset it
1: whenever yeah, you want. You can do whatever you want.
0: Um and it has like, you know, if you want to become a barbarian you have to have had you know two levels of whatever yeah but there, there, there's no rules there's no restrictions um it's funny because I mean,
1: the very beginning when you said there's no rules i was like no rules I'm like, that is myth the board game <laughs> you were talking about myth right now <laughs> i remember when i first got that game and i was like huh. i think i've read like three pages i'm not trying to, i don't derail you here but i've read three pages and i was like oh, i gotta sell it I'm mad already. <laughs> like, I'm like I I can't play a game where it literally just says do as you feel. Like that doesn't make any sense. I'm like I can grab all the game components out of my boxes and do as I feel with them. You can make a Yeah, it's not going to equate to a good game. <laughs> yeah,
0: but actually, I I mean early thing. I, I actually I, I do recommend if if you can grab it. Yeah, all. I mean I there, there's an issue. Apparently there's an issue with the first printing. Oh okay. Apparently all of the character boards of everyone is warped you know and so in the new kickstarter yeah. some people who have the old one you know we'll, if you back you know for a dollar we'll we'll send you stuff I'll you know it. so they're, yeah. they're, they're making it right but that's apparently good. it's all of them yeah. but if you can find a copy i it i it's fun okay you know it's, it's what's what's fast. the
1: next game what's a game that you compare it with in a terrible sentence but like mm. is there a game that's it's kind of like like a because I'm trying to think if I played something similar to it. You know, I haven't
0: not. played anything like it. Um,
1: well, that's good then. I guess if it's different enough to stand on its own. Because yeah, a lot of board know, games, it, kinda, you're like,
0: yeah, it kind of plays like yeah. this. I mean, now now the, the, the weight of it. Yeah. I, I'd compare it to like um, Barnacle Bay. Wander oh, Barnacle okay, Bay. okay. Have cool. you played that one? I have played that one, yes. Isn't that one coming back For, to all Kickstarter? All of that game's warts, I yeah. love that game. It's just so yeah. whimsical yeah
1: um, yeah um, and i think actually there if if i'm not mistaken i thought i heard that they were coming out with a uh a reprint kickstarter with an expansion that has something to do with LeChuck. and i was like yep. is this the some Le kind Le Le
0: Chuck, of LeChuck Le the chicken Le pirate Le 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 which is a play on
1: exactly. Monkey Island. Yeah. yes exactly see tie-ins and i was like i was like hmm interesting I mean, do like, you know how
0: hard is... i've been in their dm saying hey hey yeah hey buddy i could yeah. i could make some content for you for this That's so hard, but it's, it's about that weight, but it's faster. Okay. Every game. Um, Yeah. I I, I think you dig it, but what else you've been playing lately? um
1: okay so yeah forget um yeah so forget descent a blood yeah bloodborne's kind of already cheated like you said you can see it uh but the funny thing with bloodborne is it came in and then i think that was around the window of covid where like uh, i don't even remember it was all blur but there was like the win window when like a couple kickstarters landed before shipping just kind of like froze forever Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: so i got it but then a bunch of other stuff showed up and it kind of got like i was planning on releasing videos on bloodborne and just got Shelved, right and and the thing that one thing i'll say about it that i'm enjoying is that there's no dice like i was actually i was just happy that simon didn't default in their design to dice with with bloodborne because i was like very easy you could find an ip for a video game convert it and typically dice are involved in some way shape or form so for them to go down the card route only, like actually some hand management and and, and and then trying to the what I really liked was like the timing of the attacks and like being able to dodge and choose when you dodge and it fills up, you know, your your weapon card and then a lot of, and then stops you from you you kind of can't use that same weapon again right away. You have to reset it by flipping it over. Um, There's a hunter's dream aspect, which is really weird. Like you can just hop out of the game anytime and go into this like in-between state, and you know, and then ramp your deck back up and then jump right back in the world. But then the problem is the world's reset, so everything you did just came back. So there's like an advantage and a disadvantage. But I've heard people say they hate the timer. Like that's the only thing that I've heard people say is like the biggest con is like the game's timed. So for someone who's like I hate having 12 turns to accomplish something, like and there's a lot of people like that. I honestly. Probably haven't played it enough to say I hate it, and I. But I, I get why they put it in, because um, obviously you could just muddle around, right? You could goof around inside the game, and you probably could just game the game, basically, right? If it wasn't timed. Um, but I think some people have gone on in the file section on Board Game Geek, and they're like the video game version of Bloodborne, <laughs> no timer, and they've adapted the rules so you can just you know do your thing, right? And I'm sure they've done it in a way that's somewhat balanced. But anyway. That one's one that's fun. I've been enjoying that. The other thing I've been doing is uh those are the two I've been playing on the table, Jaws of the Lion. I'm playing that not solo. I'm a very horrible person.
0: No, that's okay. We're well, so so we. We
1: we have been paused, yeah.
0: but uh we, I we, love playing games with other people even though- the same group that we got through Gloomhaven with. Yeah. We're doing Jaws of the Lion with. So we're 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 nice. gonna finish that that's too. Awesome.
1: Yeah. And, it is, and it's that's funny thing too. So like, I, I definitely enjoy playing games with other people. Like just because I do solo content is not like a oh the people.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, your subscribers just <laughs> dropped by a thousand. <laughs> quick, like, quick,
1: have, take it back, yeah, take it back. Like, uh, cut it out, cut it out, quick. Um, so I have, I think in Jaws we're like oh, I don't even know how many we're in now. We're probably not that, we're probably not that far in. But there's twenty something scenarios I think in the base game. It's very foggy. But we're playing it through Tabletop Simulator. I still own the game physically, but then during COVID, I'm like, all right, well, we're doing this on Tabletop Simulator because it's the only way to do it. And uh, we just haven't played it, I think, in a couple of months. But for a while there, we religiously, every Monday, we're doing it. So we got to get back to it. I talked about it on Monday with my friend. And I was like, we need to finish it. I'm like, we have to finish it. If, like, if we don't finish this game, because it only has 25 scenarios or whatever the whole amount it has, I'm like... We need to finish it. <laughs> if
0: you don't finish that, there is no hope that you're finishing no anything hope. ever. Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, 25... That's
0: interesting because I have found before when I started, because yeah. uh, I, I mean, I love dungeon so much. Like They're fun. They're fun.
1: There's times where you want to break from them, but there's mm-hmm. something as a solo player I think that people gravitate towards is like, if you're going to bother as a solo player to come back to a game on the table, a game that's just a one-shot doesn't necessarily bring you back. It just no. you, like, so that's when it's just like a beat your own score is fun as a one-off, but there's no reason to come back to it. Cause you just played it. So you go to the next game, but if it's a dungeon crawler, you're like, okay, my character's a little better now. So I want to keep going with the story. So the story, it's like a movie in a game mm-hmm. or a video game. It's like, there's a reason to come back and it's that kind of stuff that actually pulls people in.
0: And, and what I've become, what I realized I, I've become a fan me. of is the short campaign yeah the dungeon yeah. crawl so um i think about um dungeon alliance i don't know if you ever played that yep um mm-hmm. when they released the adventure packs like it's four games now to be fair one game of dungeon alliance is you know two three hours i mean it's long. <laughs> it's long it's yeah. long but you know like four games you've completed it and then you can do another one or oh well, barnacle Bay's a little longer that's like 10 games but
1: Dungeon Alliance, just remind me, it's, it's a
0: little brain burning, right? Like, oh, like it's a little super bit brain like there's really. certain
1: spots where you're just kind of like, oh, like there's so many different, yeah. like, yeah, okay, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. there's,
0: there's very little um, output randomness to it, right? You, know, yeah, the, yes, you almost right. never it's roll kind of dice. Nice yep. So it's, it's all like you know what's going to happen. And it's, <laughs> it's it's the most Euro dungeon crawl. People say Gloomhaven's, you know, Euro style, it's, but it's more, but, I mean, th- those cards are dice, it's, it's the same thing. They're yeah, dice you can count a little bit. Yeah. You know. Um it squeaks
1: it's, in as counting for Euro, but it's yeah. I, I yeah. hear you on that. I hear you on that.
0: But uh and that's not, not me slagging off Bloomhaven. No, because, no, but because, it is you know, sense. if you were like, hey, let's play Frosthaven right now, I'd be like, okay, stop, <laughs> and we would do it. Yeah. Um But uh you know, I, I found <clears throat> because it's so hard to finish a whole campaign, like yes. I had a blast playing adventure tactics, but now I want to play it with the people I played it with. Yeah. So it's you know at least 18 games. And that you know that that's hard to do to get all those people together. But you know when when the dungeon crawl show like I back a lot of them solely to play by myself. And every now and then my wife says, "That one looks neat. Is that one really complicated?" Oh, cool. And if my answer is no, <laughs> then she's like, "Okay, I'll try that. Okay. As long as there's something that, that will smash. Like that's her thing. Okay. If she can play the Hulk, basically, ah, she's gotcha. which is funny because she is a extremely intelligent and planned stuff out type of person, right?" But in the what game, I, she if she can like, p- like, so in but uh, Barnacle Bay, <laughs> I don't know if you think you have those like darkness tiles. Yep. Like she's, mm-hmm. you know, she likes the the polar bear with the big hammer.
1: Yes, I was gonna say that. I'm like that's polar bear yep. is definitely what she's. And using. like <laughs> you know,
0: she she gets into it a little bit. And like there was the the one darkness thing, and I was like, okay, these are the choices he gives you. What do you want to do? And she's like, I shout at it. Like, <laughs> yeah, the darkest you thing I could possibly darkness. do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that that's like her you know her her, her type thing. But so if she can that's smash. True and it's not too complicated, she's yeah. like, I will play that with you. And it's a win. Okay. But, but for the most part, you know, I get them to like Alter Quest. I played that by myself. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that, that kind of thing. And I, I'm really, t- oh, sorry, we are so far off topic, but... No, that's
1: fine. Sorry. The
0: new one, I'm curious of your thoughts if you looked at the new one from the people who did Zaya, Iridia? Uh, oh
1: yeah uh yes no so okay i know it's on kickstarter but i haven't read the kickstarter page so i know i know this uh am i mixing this up with the earthborn one the earthborn's a card game right yeah
0: earthborn's yeah. a card game yeah and then this um,
1: radio one's like a narrative yeah like it's it's a huge campaign campaign okay yeah. um
0: and and i'm i was kind of hoping you knew more because you're you know because you're, you're big no. time because i because i want to yeah. want this game
1: well that's the thing, like I've had a couple people message me on the side and be like, We really want you to cover this. Uh like people on the chat, gen- like on my channel just going like this would be so much it'd be so right up your alley. Like this is a game you probably would like. And I'm like, Okay, cool. But I just I just for some weird reason haven't got a chance to like skim that Kickstarter page yet, which is weird because normally anything around adventure games narrative driven that kind of stuff it's like usually something i'm checking so i'm so people ask me i'm like i actually don't know much on that one uh, well yeah, yeah
0: that's <laughs> I, I, I i'm just i'm just waiting for them what m- do you question. think
1: about it i guess the better question
0: so everything everything i've seen looks cool i mean one i appreciate yeah. pre-painted minis that's where a lot of the cost is oh like, that's cool pre-painted I that, okay. minis. yeah and they do look good but it's not like you know uh Betrayal House on the Hill pre-painted minis, like <laughs> uh, those are worth their money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they do look good, and they have changeable heads. Oh, oh nice! Okay. Which is neat. So you know you, you can be male, female, different races, cool. whatever. Okay. Which love that. That's cool. Yeah. But my my main drawback with it is, and now everybody watching or listening, I am not slagging off people mm-hmm. who do paid previews. I'm not. However. Yeah. I like to have some on there that aren't paid because right. my general right. feeling is
2: yeah. if
0: I was taking money for a preview, I'm going to tell you everything I tell you is going to be true, but I'm going to tell you the stuff I like. I'm probably right. not going to tell you the other stuff right. that I don't like as much because you know, right. it's, it's it's kind of an advertisement. So they That's only have true. the paid previews and the stuff that the paid previews have said that they like, mm-hmm. I'm all about.
1: Okay. But so my
0: question is, is there something that, it's like there. hiding
1: that's like in the background that people right. are kind and of like. And they haven't posted over. the
0: rule book yet.
1: Oh, weird.
0: Well, so I talked like to for somebody who got the rule book and I was like, hey, hey. That's strange. And I was like, you know, this is me whispering through Discord. I was like, hey, <laughs> yeah. can you send me the rule book so I can look at it. And he's like, Well, let me check with the publisher. I was like, crap. Yeah. <laughs> so the rule book's just not ready to be looked at. Apparently it's just, you know, organizationally messed. But so I'm I'm waiting okay. for that. But if that comes out and it looks good, I'll probably back it because it does look cool some of the they're doing cool stuff with the combat like each of the bad guys like you know it's like a card a picture of like a rat or whatever and it'll okay. have like a dot on the head yep. and the tail and the belly and each weapon has a pattern that it swings right so like you know your weapon may go swing like across cr- like horizontally you know, cross okay. line which means you could hit the belly and the tail in one hit but if you happen to have a weapon that does a you know a, a like hits on a triangle a or something. Yeah. You might be able to kill it in one hit. Oh, weird. It's weird, that's, but it's, it's like, that's weird. But
1: yeah, it is kind of, it kind of makes the combat less of like, I'm just using my hammer, however I'm using my hammer. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> just swinging this giant hammer and swinging yeah, it. You can know, use the hammer, it just might be harder. So it's like, hmm. that's really interesting. And honestly, if you end up getting the rule book and reading it, you probably will be able to figure it out quite quickly. Yep. Like, I mean, honestly, if most, if most of the games here handed a rule book to you before you even saw the components, and it was just writing, and you just read it. I imagine people can make a pretty informed decision off the rule book. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I mean, you it's know. like, yeah, this game's going to be crap because it just looks, too, it just runs away in a way that you know I don't jive with, right? Or oh, isn't that but...
0: the worst when you uh, uh agree to cover something because you think it's going to be great, and then you get the rule book, you're like, oh, I was wrong.
1: Oh, I've, I've. I've been down that road (laughs) and for sure I think as time goes on you get better at filtering that early versus like later like I I made that mistake in the first couple years uh because I've only been doing it for like four years but the first two years when I was just free forming like my camera was moving around everyone was getting seasick and throwing up all the time like I was just like yeah you have a Kickstarter you're doing cool if you wanted to send along that's awesome um you know and, and they might message me and say like yeah like we'd love you to we'd love you to cover it And I'm like yeah sure nothing could, could possibly go wrong with this and they send it to me and it's like you know it looks like they cut it out with like you know cardboard paper and there's crayon markings on everything I'm just like this is not gonna be like how am I supposed to be passionate about this <laughs> like even if even if everything about the game in terms of its story is like exciting I'm just looking at it and I'm like I don't think I can even want to try to play this uh, and that's where it gets tough where you like commit to something like that and then you're like crap i really don't want to do this <laughs> like, yep. and yep. i i learned very quickly to uh filter that at the very beginning and, and well you know it, it, it at,
0: becomes like, it becomes easier because you said to about two years and i'm just yeah. past two years and it's it does you you it's get, really, this, it's,
1: you get it's, this like weird like i don't know how it's you, you can say it's experienced i guess it is but it's like you just get this feeling like you can almost look at a Kickstarter page, see the art, see a gameplay example. You can almost wash over it at a high level and just be like, this is in my, this is right up my alley. Or this is, this is a gamble. This is like, this might be a hit for me or be a total bomb. Or you'll just look at it and go, this is garbage. And I will never touch this. (laughs)
0: Um, And and along with the time it comes with, it becomes, It's easier to say no, because someone else will contact you.
1: Yeah. You know, it's like,
0: it's very analogous to to the theater profession. Like when you first get out of school and theater, Mm -hmm. any job that is offered you, you take. But as you get more credits, you start to say, ah, you know what? This one's not not for me. I don't think I can, you know, like like, like whatever. Maybe the last well, thing I'll say that I've been playing point. lately.
1: You get a little more selective at that point, right? You're kind of like, yeah, hmm, yeah. Like, and I, and I know what I'm looking and, for, and I'm not just going to say yes to everything. Kind of.
0: Right? You know, because if like if nobody I play with is going to enjoy this, I'm not going to spend my why <laughs> my, you know, my time yeah. doing this. Even exactly. if, you know, yeah. even if Adam but, will like it, we'll say Adam. I think know?
1: that's a part of the reason why a lot of people ask me because, like, I don't do reviews like specifically on my channel because i just i try to be like well you know what at the end for me this is my own personal opinion but i'm just like i prefer to just kind of like play the game show you how it plays and then let the person watch it and go yeah that's right up my alley or meh nah could live without it and like i feel like people can deduce i think 70 percent of what a review offers out of a playthrough um yeah. the thing that review does the thing that review does as an advantage over a playthrough is it might it might uh expose some things more aggressively right if there is negatives they come up quicker because it's like well, well in a playthrough you made it, that yeah because in a playthrough quicker. like i i can play through the first scenario of descent it might seem like a dream but maybe it's a tutorial so it's a dream and then you play the second one it's garbage <laughs> it's terrible Right, like who knows, right? Like it could change between a playthrough, but a review if the reviewers played a, a number of games, they might have gone, Yep, yeah, I played this, you know, six or seven times. And by the time I got to the sixth or seventh one, I had fallen asleep on the table. I was like, love sleeping.
2: I had a great <laughs> nap, 10 <laughs> out of 10.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's like, so there's advantages to both forms of content for sure. Yeah, the, the, there's another, the, the last thing before we move into our actual topic this week that first thing we to keep keep an eye on. See if you're interested. That was yeah. also I played lately. I just sent it off to, um, uh, one stop co op shops for them okay. to look at it too. Yeah. a game coming up out of Bulgaria called Three Tale, and it is um, based on Bulgarian folk tales, which apparently the number three is magical and their folk tales. Oh. So you had to play three characters. Okay, and you know stuff happens in, in threes. Yeah, and the game is broken down into the past, the present, and the future. In the past, you build the board. It's like a tile, well, somewhat tile-laying game, but you're also moving your miniature around on the board and you're buffing yourself up to become the actual hero because you start out, you know, you're trash. You can't do anything. (laughs) But you're buffing yourself up and you're helping each other and it's got some cool mechanics. If you buff certain stats, you will continually buff yourself each turn or other stats, you will continually buff the other players. around the table which is kind of cool but then after you put out all the tiles you've made the board then you go into the present the present is just like an intermission it's like change your player order put new stuff on the map whatever Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and then the future is the actual real scenario like this is what you actually have to do to win whether it is you go fight a bunch of bosses and find treasure or yeah a ghost ship you're fighting or whatever but that's one gig that's one that you're you're either going to be all in on or all out on okay so that, that that one's coming soon i'd say Interesting. Uh, yeah.
1: i'll keep my eye on it then so you yeah, well, you've, it, so you've done a video you haven't released your video then yet. uh i haven't
0: edited it yet I okay haven't, okay it, it, i'll keep an eye on for it then yeah I'm... it's it's fascinating it is unique yeah. okay so, that, 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 cool. that might, might be one that that's and that unique digging. games
1: are awesome because it's like there's i mean there's a lot of games that follow the same train of games that have been released before so when someone says this is unique i'm like oh huh. my ears perk up a little bit more because i'm like this is like maybe something different and new <laughs>
2: yeah
0: it, it's definitely different <laughs> right. you know the my, my, my big my, my main complaint is it's long okay but that's not like, necessarily bad, right? On a
1: solo side, like, it's long, like, just to play? Uh,
0: it's shorter if you play it by a play. All, you know, you got to play all three characters. It's shorter if you play okay. solo because, you know, yeah. you're not talking with anybody around the table. Yeah, you know? you're
1: just, like, running through your actions. Or yeah. Anything.
0: But, you know, it's long, just like, you know, Dungeon Alliance is is a long game. It okay. just is. Okay. You know, so, it's like, the Adventure Tactics is maybe under an hour game. Yeah. This just is not. You know, this is a two-, three-hour game. This is what yeah. it is. Um. Okay. But, Good to know. But anyhow, so um, our actual topic today, and congratulations, that is, I believe, the longest pre-actual topic I've ever done. Hey. So take that, Mark (laughs) Dainty. um, Yeah. Who had the record, let me tell you.
1: It's been taken back. (laughs) Um, He's going to have to come back on the show and beat it.
0: (laughs) Oh, God, not a third
1: time. (laughs) Not a third time. You have like a limit for Mark, like so many times a year. No, no, what Mark,
0: Mark, Mark, Mark Marks? We well, the problem with Mark is I'm just messing. Uh, he he and I will just start good. Like our last episode, mark's, that we did Marks was just us being grumpy. Like, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, uh, but all so the,
1: all the things that are uh, grinding your gears. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah,
0: boy, it felt great. Yeah, um, but so our actual topic was so mm-hmm. we we were chatting about when we got started and from where our content has started to where it has come and kind of that journey. So perhaps this is more interesting for prospective content creators kind of as they're looking at what they're doing and thinking about making changes and stuff. Mm -hmm. So the first question is, is the very fast question is, you know what kind of content did you expect to be making when you started? So for me, I just thought I was going to just be doing reviews and previews. Mm -hmm. Like, that's it. I would tell you how to play the game tell you what i thought that's it. that's what i thought i was going to be doing how about you
1: i honestly thought i was just going to be doing playthroughs that was probably it. i mean i started off technically with an unboxing so i guess it wouldn't be fair to say that i wasn't thinking i'd be doing unboxings so playthroughs and unboxings are probably where my brain was at at the beginning because i'm like hey buy a board game open it up that's an easy video um although it's funny because when you do an unboxing video at the beginning and you don't have your process is simpler because you're just starting you're just kind of you're just trying to get something out there unboxings are an easy content creation but as time goes on you start realizing the process just to put together an unboxing can be just as bloody involved as not a playthrough but it's up there like it's no longer just a hey look at me opening a box
0: yeah because unboxing uh an all-in pledge from come on yeah
1: you
0: know that's a lot of time
1: yeah It is. And I think back in the day when I, and that's another thing I changed in my content. I was like, at the beginning, it was like, look, I've got mass more. I came in, there's 18,000 boxes. I'm going to open up every single one. Now I'm just like, forget that crap. I'm just opening the base box. Nobody wants like, sure. I could like, there's certain special games where in my mind I go this, I'm so excited for this one. I have to show you everything. But yeah, I've gotten to the point now where I'm like, Nope, I'm not putting through my, I'm not putting myself through that pain of having to literally go through every component in every box. (laughs) It's insanity.
0: Too much. So, so uh, what? Well, I guess you haven't changed. I guess you're still just doing playthroughs and unboxings, aren't you?
1: Well, so I do playthroughs and unboxings. The things that probably changed that dabbled with was for a very short time in the beginning. I had a podcast and I took it away. Uh, <laughs> it's not because I didn't want to do it. It's just because I couldn't commit. Like I was trying to. F- I've always tried to avoid burnout. That's my biggest thing. Like I've always tried to avoid, cause I'm doing this completely alone. I wanted to make sure that like, I was never adding so much to my plate that I would get to a spot where I'm like, okay guys, I need a three month vacation because my brain is exploding and I need to get away from board games because I'm sick of them. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't want that. And I also didn't want to burn. Like I didn't want my passion for board games to die because I just overwhelmed myself with so many commitments that I just got, you know, bored of everything and annoyed with everything so i just kind of i kind of kept things simplistic and didn't try to add a lot so i, I tried things and then sometimes i take them away podcast is something i'd like to bring back at some point because i think it'd be fun um because it's more off the cuff it's more you just hit the record button and go like i mean you prepare your segments of what you're going to talk about but there's the editing and the filming involvement is so much less <laughs> than what
0: you have to deal with in a video well, so play, well you do play, play games i think are the most no i don't think they are the most involved editing process it's insanity um, <laughs> you know because uh, i mean I, I don't know about you but when and so one of the first things i added yeah. was playthroughs yep um yep. and i blame you and i blame meet me at the table I'm like, there's a fun. bunch of
1: great there's a bunch of great people that do playthroughs and it's like they're not easy
0: yeah and i was like oh, that looks <laughs> fun fun fact they're not uh no no, no sorry they are fun easy <laughs> they're fun yeah they're not easy, they're not yeah. easy. but i mean the, the amount of editing that i do because i mean mm-hmm. i cut out all the pauses like you okay. don't need to see me sitting there staring at the board
1: right you know but right.
0: everything and so and I, that's you know, smart what...
1: that's just smart that's just like you know being there or uh, being cognizant for your viewers that they don't want to sit there and just be like well, but that's 45
0: minute playthrough of infinity defiance <laughs> that i have took me two and a half hours
1: right that's you know mm-hmm.
0: and then you know times three to edit it you know it's and it's i think lot. that's
1: what i think that's what people miss about the playthrough thing is a lot of people go oh like you're playing a playthrough like for instance i'm doing descent right now and they're like yeah i mean like you played descent and uh your video is an hour long for part number one uh if i did it off camera it'd probably be 30 minutes or mm-hmm. less because zero because you're explaining everything everything's in my brain so yeah. i'm just going to run through it so yeah it take I would probably take two thirds of my time off my videos if I'm not explaining stuff. It's just gameplay at that point, which is, but if I did it that way, people would just be like, I got lost after five minutes. I don't even know what the hell is happening anymore. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is like what I try to do is I try to like mold to that though. So part one is always, super rules, heavy, super explain everything Long winded on all the stuff to make sure people have it. And then after that, I'm like, now I don't care anymore. Now it's like only if new things crop up that I think you're going to get lost on. I'll talk about those things, but I'm just going to speed it up. Like I'm going to stop
0: explaining
1: everything so in depth because, and did you from- always
0: do that when you started or did, did you, <laughs> no. well, I guess, so, I guess so, I so how did you, did, you figure that it- out? how did you figure out that you were doing uh, playthroughs bad or wrong?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. So at the very beginning, the the I guess this kind of goes back to like so if we go back to my f- earliest videos, the things that I I out as being bad were, uh, well, you 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 said you uh, do you own a th- theater company? Is that what uh, you said? Yeah, or... I'm
0: the artistic director of the, the nice. what We call the Perspective Theater Company.
1: Right. So you're very you're very familiar with open rooms that have zero soundproofing and everything, and sound just bouncing off everything. Mm-hmm. So I, like I literally came into this room here when there was nothing in here i had the costco table sitting in the middle of the, of the room with my mass forest stuff and i remember filming it with the embedded camera uh sorry the embedded mic inside the camera yeah. and it just like the sound was just like rickish. you could hear it echoing throughout the walls because i have like uh, hard floors nothing to bounce out like nothing to stop the sound so sound was terrible uh i was also filming well you don't side have like, a moose
0: skin rug you're in Canada.
1: no i didn't even have a moose. I <laughs> i didn't even have that and uh and then i had um Uh, people watching this
0: i don't think he really has a moose skin rug do not send your hate mail to him. (laughs) yeah
1: no no dead animals in my house (laughs) and uh i had like a i had a table sideways i think and then i was sitting on it on the one side and filming straight like it was just a mess like i didn't i don't even know what i was doing like it was just kind of like here's a tripod here's the camera and let me just you know see what happens and i was like trying to keep my body in the shop by like bending my my body around and stuff like this But as time goes on, you just kind of realize like you just kind of find things that are obviously bad, right? Some of the things you don't even have to be experienced that you just look at and you go, I know my sound is terrible. I know my video is terrible, my quality, right? So you start trying to figure out, well, how can I like tweak that one thing and add it into my process so that it doesn't overwhelm me and make me burn out? Because as soon as you go, I'm going to edit all my videos now versus I'm going to hit the start button and stop button and then just upload it. That's when you sit there and you're like, oh crap, if I start editing, now I can't just upload a video anymore. Now I got to sit there for two hours every night and start plugging away at this stuff. And I'm like, there goes my free time. So am I ready for that commitment? And once I do it, how many people are going to be, comm- like, as soon as you add it in your process and people see it and they like it, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Like they want to keep seeing that. And if you go back, you can, There's, it's not like the people are holding you to the fire. Like, hey, if you don't do this, we're going to come after you but you know that you if you've got a successful shtick going or something you've changed has gotten better and you take it away it's tough <laughs> like if you make your sound better and then you bring it back they're gonna be like why did it get so crappy all of a sudden yeah. <laughs> like, and but what they don't realize behind the scenes is how much time like you were saying playthroughs and stuff it takes time to do this like so a, a 45 minute video of descent takes you know can take three and a half to four hours behind the scenes to get it done and it's like that seems absurd and it really is for how much you're actually playing on the table. But if you want to do it to a certain level, I guess, then yeah, it, you kind of ha- you want, you have- want people
0: to be able to enjoy it.
1: Yeah. You kind of have to, but you certainly don't have to, when you're starting, when you're starting, it's just like, turn your camera on, use your iPhone, plug in a lapel mic and run. Like just you'll, you'll literally figure it out as you yes, go.
0: Yes, Plug in the lapel mic. Cause <laughs> I made the same mistake. We're We're, we're, we're kind of, combine the two things of like well what are the you know because we're gonna talk about going back and watching your first video in a second right right but the yeah one of the first changes that i made was i i got a mic okay because and one of the later changes i made was i realized my computer can flip the video
1: Oh, like, you know, like, just flip it, like,
0: like, uh flip it 180 degrees. So I don't have to be standing oh, behind sorry. the camera. Oh, sorry, I was just you
1: saying. Yeah, yeah, yes.
0: Like, yes. I just didn't, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So I was standing okay. behind the camera yeah. and I didn't have a mic. And so you can, and people listening, you have to be watching to see this. So if you're <laughs> only listening, you can't quite see it, but I would move my head back and forth. And then literally, if you listen on headphones, my voice would pop hotter in one ear or the other based on where, Oh, no way. My head was yeah. in, on either side of the camera. And of course, it sounded crappy and echoey. Right. Um, so that was like the first mistake I made. The second mistake <laughs> I, got, I got a mic, the one I'm using now, which works really well. But down at the bottom, it has an echo feature, ah, which okay. I always turn down. Mm-hmm. But when I was behind the camera, I would have to, I would like rubber band the whole thing to the camera. Right. And sometimes I'd put it on and it would knock up the echo a little bit. So I'd have whole episodes or, or reviews or whatever with like just the slightest little echo oh okay it's so annoying <laughs> it's just,
1: like, I, but that's the thing you noticed it though right like it was just like you know i didn't that... someone oh, else didn't? was like why do you have oh. an
0: echo i was like oh, what are you annoying. talking about
1: so did you like turn up the volume really loud in your video and then just kind of go like oh my gosh it's there like you didn't
0: you yeah because you um, know i just didn't i just didn't notice it yeah. um
1: no i've done i've i've 100 been there and uh, like it, i've done the same thing even with lapel mic where i went from an internal mic like I said I had and then I went to a lapel mic and the one I bought was cheap garbage and had like that fuzzy sound that tinny Mm -hmm. sound and I was just like I didn't know what even to expect from a lapel mic in the first place when I first plugged it in I was just like whatever this is gonna make things better and it did but it also had that like fuzzy sound and I was like wait this thing is defective but I didn't even like register that. So I was just like, your mic is probably defective. <laughs>
0: it's like, thanks. Thank, thank you. you. yeah, Thank, thank you. And then <laughs> thank this, you, sir. The next thing I did was I real was I got a uh, hor- uh, horizontal arm. So I could actually okay. shoot straight down, which has its own nice. issues. Yes. Yeah. And then I realized I could flip the video so I didn't have to be behind the camera. Mm-hmm. So I could go around to the other side, and, you know, play in a way that felt normal. Yes. So those, yeah. you know, those were for, for me, kind of the, the big, big change, but that took took a year to figure those things out. I still can't play normal. <laughs> that sounds so terrible,
1: but I can't, like my camera setup right now is literally, I have a tripod in front of my table and I have to play on both sides of it. And I just have to, I have to suck it up because just the space issue in my studio, I have no way to get to the other side of my table. It's a game shelf. So when I go to the other side of the room, it's just like, bam there's no space like i can't stand on the others i can't have a camera on that opposite side reversed back it's time like to get that
0: horizontal back. arm What's right on? i
1: know there's that too and i'm like
0: who not know <laughs> it is nice but, but
1: i will say i will say that i've gotten like you get used to things too like uh i if i showed someone what i do they look and go like you could do this better but you it's weird because you get like you almost get good at whatever it is you're doing even if it is tougher to do like you become it becomes like second nature So like someone would look at it and go like, how do you work around your camera while you're moving your hands and not smack the camera over every five seconds? And I'm just like, you just kind of learn to, it's almost like an invisible person being there and there's just a boundary, like an invisible wall. You just don't go into that zone. Right. Yeah.
0: At one point I had finally moved to the other side of the camera. and I just played upside down for a while Mm. and I learned how to do it. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Can my computer flip it? (laughs) You know, it's like, right it's like there. the biggest revelation ever oh like, my god i felt oh so god,
1: dumb <laughs> I felt so yeah. stupid well that's i mean that's that's the best feeling ever though when you get that big of a change when you find when you find that out you're like i can do it like this now it'll make this so much easier like yeah it's that's that's fun stuff. but you know
0: for a hot minute like i could play any game upside down how long was it before you made that first change on, on your sound for you realize okay i think it was two years I
1: think it was about, I think it was two years. Yeah, that's great. When I think of this crazy, and you know why? You know why? Because just like we were talking at the beginning of this thing, it was Gloomhaven. I blame Gloomhaven because I spent too damn long <laughs> videos on gloomhaven so when i was finished my marathon of 100 and whatever the hell videos i did on that thing which i had fun because i started i was i was being ridiculous i got i remember i get i got to one snare in gloomhaven and i was like this is where you know you desperate times i'm like you're playing the game you're like i need to make this more exciting because i'm on my 90th <laughs> video <laughs> so i literally took uber stacks And you know what Uber stacks are? Like those little, like, it's just a card. It's just like colored card. It's like plastic, but like you set up these like card holders. Kind of like think of like Catan or anything. You just like slot them in. So anyway, I use these card holders and they're like, they're almost like Lego. You can stack them and build stupid, you know, things out of them. So I, basically there was a level inside Gloomhaven that was a three-tiered tower. Started with a big base, middle, like a smaller base, and then a tinier base on top. And I think it might've been for one of the campaigns or something like that. I can't remember. But I was like, you know what? Forget doing this on the tabletop. I'm gonna build I'm gonna build arch arches up and actually do a three-tiered playthrough where you can actually move characters down to the different levels as if you're in a tower and, and film that with my camera while it's moving like an absolute fool. Um because back then I didn't have a stationary camera. So I was like literally bringing people up like an elevator. they were
0: probably vomiting as they're watching it. <laughs> but, and but no, I was like, no one would be surprised that you like to it.
1: <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So that's um i don't know i just i tried to make do anything i could to kind of make that uh that playthrough exciting i guess and i just i threw everything at it but then by the time i came out on the other side and i started doing other videos just one or two at a time like more normal people did instead of just going insane with one game then uh then eventually i got to a point where i think it just it just tweaked to my brain that like i've been doing this for two years i built up an audience i guess in my brain at that time i still this is one thing that content creator, creators, especially new ones, really struggle with, and I did for sure when I first started. Was just understanding like how many you know how many subs or how many people on that enjoy your work do you need to have before you're even legitimate or before you're even considered somebody worth talking about, right? In my brain back then, I didn't even know what that metric was. I just was like. Just doing it because I think it's fun. Like, if I get, and I only was getting like 300 or 400 views on my videos, like those playthroughs are only getting like 300 or 400 views. So I was not doing it for like, look at me, like I'm doing this because I'm just, people love it. You know, I'm just, just doing it because I loved it. I did not care how many people watched. But I think because I stuck with it and just kind of like eventually found an audience by doing this, then, then once I got to a point, I think maybe around 5,000 or 4,000, like somewhere in that range, I kind of went, okay like I've got enough of a following now I think I should start trying to like make this a little bit better than I'm doing right like currently right and maybe like literally holding the camera I had I had this like cheap tripod that's little like 3 prong tripod was like this big <laughs> hooked underneath my power shot camera and I would just like close it and hold it that was what I held my camera with and I was recording straight out of the camera. And then, uh, so I was like, why don't I stop holding it? Why don't I stop recording audio from that? And then uh, start doing, I think it was Arkham Horror 3rd Edition. No, sorry. Oh, maybe it was. Yeah, I think it was Arkham Horror 3rd Edition when it came out. I think that was the game where I switched to, my camera's going to stay still and I'm not going to make you seasick anymore. <laughs> so I started taking like focus shots on stuff. And then when I was done with that video and I first watched it, I was like, holy crap. I'm like this is so much better
0: I'm yeah like, why 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 didn't i do that the whole time I'm like
1: why like who why didn't someone slap me a year ago and tell me just to start doing this like i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: the um so it comes to sliding a little bit and, and the answer might be well i feel like based on what you're describing mm-hmm. it's going to be rotto is what you're going to say
1: exactly. um
0: but which if any content creators? influenced how you make stuff. I'm saying Rado cuz he used to do the seasick thing too.
1: It's it I used to I enjoyed watching Rado's uh stuff every once in a while, but he was not the person I I didn't like I was not watching his stuff consistently. It was kind of just cuz he was covering so many games that I could just, you know, jump to him so often, but it was mainly uh Rick, because of Mage knight and Ricky Royal, like that 100% kept me glued to his channel. I also just liked the way Ricky taught games because he was very he was different than everybody else that was popular. He wasn't you know he wasn't running 5,000 words a minute. He wasn't he was like, I'll just take this slow and easy and make sure you understand. I'm, I'm not trying to win a race here. I'm not trying to con- concise it down to every learning into a 10 minute window. Uh, he just it just felt like you were saying across from a friend when you listen to him talk so it was kind of like I like this. It feels very casual. It doesn't feel like you know he's teaching a game that's complex, but he's making you feel like it's an easy thing you should understand. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, same thing with Rob's, um, with Rob's tabletop world, which I totally forgot the original name of his channel. Um, but I just enjoyed watching his stuff because he was like, I just couldn't believe how much content that guy pumped out. Like, you know, he was doing live streams and like, and, and again, he was not, uh, he was not growing at a, at a rate that I thought made any sense, like for who he was and what he was doing. I was like, he should, he should have been growing faster because of just what he was doing in the industry and stuff like that. But I don't think a lot of people gave him the credit he deserves, but he's finally starting to get some of that now. And he, he probably had it, he had it back then too, but it's just like, he's a solid guy, like all the way through and uh, so those are probably the two and then my obviously I I say Rodney last but he really was first it's just that Rodney's videos were very like I think Rodney's approach has always been I want to make sure I hit all the board gamers versus being very selective to a certain pocket of them so like even though he'd love to play a game like Descent or anything on your shelf that you were just mentioning he might turn and go well if that's not if that's not something that every family could sit down and play then it's probably not content I want to make like that's That's kind of the, the, so it kind of stopped me from watching his stuff as often because most of his stuff was catered to a wider audience, like almost like the, I'm just brand new to board games. Please give me something good. So that's why I think why his channel is so successful is because it's very broad. It's just like, you can, if you're brand new to board gaming, you go to his site, you could pick any of his tutorial videos and none of those games are going to be so complex that you're going to get lost. It's not Madara. None of them are like to that level. You're not going to find games you're going to get in the rule book for, you know, 70 years (laughs) and and most of those games are established like the the rule books are well written and uh or they're well liked right so they're like they're good and they're solid but uh i watched his stuff from the standpoint of just looking at somebody's quality was what i looked at with his stuff more so than the content it was it was like the the level of quality he had i was like i'd love to have that level of quality because his quality level just kept going up and up and up and i was like
0: well, I mean, if, if like. you just flip the box, just, just flip the box. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then started throwing the box and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> like, who Who's going to come up with a better thing than that?
0: Yeah. Well, so so for, for myself, when I started and, uh, you know, g- gird your loins for this, buddy. So <laughs> the, the ones I watched, I was like, okay, that I, I pulled from first was Rado post- seasick mm-hmm. cam yeah so you know i started well, when he just had this, the straight cam right and then um
1: Oh, that's right because he switched his cameras up he had multiple right for a bit yeah uh
0: yeah like you, you had the choice you for a while you could like follow his like it's like yeah next to my face right. yeah you're bringing cam, it back to or me, yeah. just the straight hard shot yes so that that was more interesting to me okay. and then one-stop co-op shop but pre-michael mm-hmm. kelly it was when colin yeah. was doing it
1: and that's then, a good point, yeah,
0: Colin. That's true. And then yep. you were the ones that I watched the most. I was like, I like the style <laughs> of this, but I, you know, I'm not going to do playthroughs. Yeah, huh, sucker. I thought I was going <laughs> to do playthroughs. <laughs> I could do playthroughs. It's like, Ugh. but that style, <laughs> yeah, is yeah. where I started. You know, I slowly developed. You know, from from there to my own nonsense. Yeah, exactly. But but that that's what I was like. Okay, I was like, I understand what these three are saying. Yep. I understand what they're doing it's yep. clear yeah i get what you know i get their feelings on it yeah and they're not being asses about it you know like <laughs> yeah. they're not yeah you know <laughs> th- sure. throwing the game out the window type stuff oh stuff. i see <laughs> yeah but you know yeah but I, I i'm seeing the warts i'm seeing what works yeah in, in both ways so that that's kind of what i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna take these i'm gonna try to try to kind of do that and then yep. I realized that wasn't me and I kind of moved on from there.
1: No, but like what you're describing right there is exactly that. I think that's the mindset of most people that are like toying with the idea of doing something. They're kind of like, they have their certain people that they've been watching and they're like, okay, when I go to buy a game, I watch this channel, that channel, this channel, and I get a general feel from these people because I trust them or whatever, or or just, I like their content. And then you go, but there's something missing. There's like, there's something that they're not doing. And then you're like, I wonder if I can do that. You know, and you've, and that's kind of what, that's kind of how I approached it with Rolling Solo was like, well, Ricky Royal does his thing. Rob was doing something. He wasn't really doing a lot of solo stuff. There really wasn't much people doing solo anything. You
0: created then. a monster.
1: Like Ricky, I mean, I shouldn't say there wasn't much. Like Colin for sure was doing his playthroughs and Ricky Royal was doing his at the same time as, and, and I think Colin and I were very close to when we started. Like we were right around the same time frame. But when we looked around, if you said like solo gamers, there really wasn't much like for content, like for actual, just solo gaming. So it was kind of like, I think that's another reason I looked at it and went, I, I kind of didn't mention this earlier, but my mindset was, I just had a back then that would have been four years ago. So that was when my daughter was born. So my mindset at the time was, okay, I've got a kid. I'm now stuck in my house. I live in Canada. So now I'm stuck in my house double. <laughs> like And then on top of it, I like board games. So I'm like, why this is kind of what all drove me towards like hey why don't I just start creating the content that I think is missing because I was like I would find a game and I would go like hey Rod do you do you know this do you know this game he'd be like no I haven't I haven't played that one I'd like go look at Ricky Royal's channel oh I didn't cover it go over here check something I didn't cover it and I was like ah (laughs) like nobody covers these things from a solo angle it started getting frustrating so I was like I need to start doing some of that stuff like covering that for people right But then it's like, you know, I start doing my thing. There's other people that come into the fray. They do their things. If you find your pocket of like content that people aren't covering and that's really where you find your win is like finding the thing that you're doing that wasn't there for people before, right? Which is what brings people value because then they look at it and they go like, ooh, you're doing something that like somebody else wasn't able to give me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's actually the kind of weird thing that um, I've done since the beginning is I give criticisms. Yep. Always. Yep. You know, even on my Kickstarter stuff, you know, and I make, make it clear, you know, it's prototype, but yeah. And people appreciate that, but not, not everyone does that. Um, And I was thinking, you're talking about, you know, uh, uh, Rodney, Mm -hmm. when I started doing how to play videos, Mm -hmm. I stole from him, his clarity in the way he breaks it down. Mm -hmm. If you watch my, I would love to be considered the homeless man, Rodney Smith, <laughs> if you're a sports guy. You're like, you know, that that that'd be fine for me. Yeah. But you know, just the, the clarity with which he does things like right,, oh, I like that. Yeah, he is Pulled very that. like and then how yeah. can I pull that into my own style and vibe? Right. And how can right. I do that? Like that what, that's what like influence my, my how to play videos but you know it, it but it's you know, by watching do you, other do you
1: i was gonna ask you do you script your stuff or no i don't know if you like do i you, do, not. do you, you do not okay yeah well, same, same with me too like i have never i've never i like i shouldn't say it. i've retake so usually the beginning of my videos and the end of my videos i have what i want to say and i might have to retake it like 15 times to nail it but like the actual playthrough i literally just like i'm just going there's, yep. I'm never writing stuff down, and that was—I think—that was the difference with Rodney. Was like I knew he was scripting stuff, but that's what makes him what be able, that, That's what makes him be able to condense like a really complex game down to five, ten minute learn to play or twenty yeah, minute it, learn it's, to play. Would, and, and it's he, it's really impressive because he crunches it down so there's no gibberish in there. Yeah. Like
0: it's all just like, yeah. I mean, to to be fair, when I do a how to play video, I, I spend yeah. a lot more time before I start the camera like, okay. Gonna, it's this, then this, and this. So, I'll figure mm-hmm. out what I'm gonna talk about specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but then then I just go and then editing, like, because I, you know, well, at least I know when I've said something that sounds stupid, I'm like, okay, nope, start the sentence over, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll go back. So, So, a lot of my editing. If I ever start a Patreon, like one of the the Patreon things people will get will be uh, <laughs> like bloopers. I'll just I'll just for a month every month I'll just cut out every time that I restarted and just put them together in one video, <laughs> but or, or but That's in funny. like a in, in a review, especially now that I actually put myself on the camera, I just yeah I just talk yeah and you know because. Yep. I mean, I'm trained in speaking. There's something about
1: that too. Even if you're not, like, even if you aren't, even if it takes a while to get to a point where you feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm doing a good job presenting this, right? It's still just, there's something to be said for just for doing it off the cuff. And people know, like, for me, when I watched videos, I can tell when someone's scripting versus when someone's not. Like, it's not hard to tell that. It's usually pretty easy. So like, and and it's not that it's a bad thing because if it's trying to teach you a game, you might not want them to just be yammering on for 50 years about the birds outside and whatever they just saw. Like <laughs> it's like you want them to just focus on what they're teaching you. But uh, but there is something to be said for like just hearing a person talk the way they are, like their uniqueness coming through and, and the words they choose to use and how they choose to say it and, and verbalize it. Cause sometimes whatever your style might be it might jive exactly with the person that's watching. And they might be like, you know what, that's exactly my mentality.
0: Yeah, or, or the opposite. One of my I always talk about this. So I had, um, so one of my favorite podcasts is so very wrong about games. Mm-hmm. Um, more Canadians. Um, and I had uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> There were so many Canadians. <laughs> um, but uh, I had one of them on, on the show. Yeah. And which was, you know, cool for me. Yeah. But one of the things I told him was that you know, I almost never agree with you. But it's useful because it's to the point where when they are slamming something i'm like mm-hmm. i need to go check that game out right you know because there's very clear, you know who, who they are and you what it is and i think it's just because you know they're they're genuine you like them or love them or what like or love them or hate them i should say yeah uh, wouldn't yeah. that be great that they, they either like you or love you that's that just sounds fantastic that's <laughs> great but jumping in because we boy we yes. have gone so long and i know it's getting later for you there that's so
1: okay. just, kind I, of, just i, I think, devoted the night here for you so.
0: Yes. <laughs> um your wife is like i hate no actually my my wife is my wife is
1: actually in the well our kids are in bed now thankfully and then my wife's got friends over so i'm just like excellent Excellent."
0: (laughs) (laughs) you are welcome Yes. um so the so i I won't stress too much but so thinking back Mm -hmm. through your history if you had to pick what are some of the favorite games that you have covered on there you
1: know, and
0: yeah. I'm not going to say your favorite, oh. you know, I don't know. The, no, I was... the first like two, one to three that come to mind.
1: I've got, I've got a, I got five in my head. <laughs> like I rat, I, rat, had rat this, them out. I had this list and, it, and they're not in any order. Cause I honestly, I think any given day they could flip flop. Cause it's just a preference thing. Um, probably my five would be uh, too many bones for sure. That was my very first Kickstarter that I, that I backed all in on. Um, oh. like every other Kickstarter I'd done like snippets and whatever, but then when the first Too Many Bones landed, I was like, oh, this game looks so cool. I really hope it's good. The components are off the charts. Ah, but I have no idea who this game company is. And I don't know if I can trust my money. Because it was it was a decent, like, buying all, everything for Too Many Bones back then. If you Like, I was getting, like, four dice trays. Four, like, I was getting everything set up, not just for solo game, but to, like, play with friends, too. And then I was getting all their fancy stuff, which when you total it all up was like hundreds of dollars by the end of it. And I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like compared to what I had bought previously, I was like, this is a little insane. I really hope this pans out. But then sure enough, it ended up being, uh, it it ended up being received pretty well. Although for some weird reason at the very beginning, everyone, some people were kind of like, it's not that good and then people over time reversed and came back over (laughs) like it was weird it had a weird it had a weird opening reception it was almost like the game's really great or it's really not and then over time the really not people started to shift to the middle and then they started shifting even further over to the it's actually really good
0: yeah Yeah. it's a weird thing i know um michael kelly over once up like his original review of it was pretty scathing yeah and when i found out i was like you're an idiot get on tabletop simulator we're playing this right now and and we played and then he yeah. got another copy of it and he actually revisited it he was like
1: yeah i don't know, I don't but, know. but you know what the other thing too is i noticed like i remember playing for the first time and using patches as a solo player and i, I remember playing that and i was like yeah it's fun but i don't know because i think i just picked patches because i'm like out of the four it was easily like you could tell it was the easiest of the four gear locks to control and then it's all based on health. He just basically reheals himself every 5 seconds. So like if you're playing solo with just him, you kind of just are feeling like you're playing like a health management game. <laughs> like if it's just him. So if your first solo experience with Too Many Bones is just patches, I feel like you get a very not a great like entry into the world of Too Many Bones. It's not it's an a, exciting like, experience. Yeah, it's not exciting. So you'll play it and you'll go cool but uh eh like it didn't hit it wasn't a home run it was like a yeah, first there's only
0: hit. a few there well, are a few i mean there's so many gear locks now right but oh so many there's things not things. all the gear locks are fun to play true solo yeah, yeah like putting them in pairs that's very true like i you know but if i play solo i often almost often play two of me them too. me too um yeah. and then it's great with patches because then i always go down the crazy drug patches <laughs> like with all the chemicals yeah all the to
1: chemicals, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just throwing the chemicals out yeah too many bones is great that that one for sure i think like when i when i think of like top five games by my head i think of if my house is on fire which i don't want to happen please fingers crossed <laughs> but if it does and i could take five games out the door with me like too many bones i try how to strong take... are you if you're taking too many <laughs> yeah. bones and that troll's chest over there <laughs> i would try to carry it uh but i'd probably have to leave it behind because my kids would be more important <laughs> but yeah what the trove chest. i would think about it and that's bad enough so too many bones for sure would come with me. Uh, Arkham Horror, the LCG, I think replaced Lord of the Rings for me in my brain. Even though it's hard to say that Lord of the Rings was like one of my, like I said before, one of my first games. So, but I think just it just built on what Lord of the Rings did and did it without as much annoyance because Lord of the Rings had this thing where like, you know, do you re- unless you enjoy deck building like as your hobby, like it's going to become annoying at a certain point. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> like i enjoyed it for a few expansions in got to a certain point where i was like i don't want to log my decks anymore i don't want to have to keep track of like what, what wins and what doesn't like it's becoming more of a game outside of a game than it is playing the game if that makes any sense yeah um so anyway that was that one uh nemesis is another one that surprised me uh i was a fool i don't even like that one's weird because i I feel sometimes when i feel like that's in my top five i'm like is it or is it not i don't know but every time i play it i love it i always have so much fun with it whether it's it doesn't matter the player count either that's the other thing about that game i like is that i can play it solo and have fun but i can also pull people into it and they're like this game is fantastic because you're playing cooperatively but you're also trying to screw each other potentially so there's this nice like you know doesn't matter which way you go you're gonna have fun and I was silly when it first landed, um when I my pledge first landed from Awaken Realms, I let Nemesis sit on the shelf for six months before I did any content on it, which is the dumbest thing I've ever done. Cause it, yeah, it landed uh, and you, I was you, like,
0: you missed the hot well not really. That game's still you could you could put up a video on that now. Oh, you, you could get five thousand views.
1: Yeah, it's insanity. And uh I remember I all I did was I opened it to play with my uh with my uh somebody else in my family who's like I think who's around like ten or eleven at the time. And uh, I was just trying to play and read the rules at the same time, which is always a bad decision, because we like we got through the game, we played, we had fun, but then we realized we played one of the mechanics totally Can
0: we both agree this is uh, Rodney's fault that he didn't have a video for you?
1: Yes, it is Rodney's fault. I'm going to make a note of that right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Nemesis was one of them, and I definitely regret not playing that earlier and waiting six months to finally do content on that. But that one's one I would keep. And then Jaws of the Lion, I'd say Jaws of the Lion completely replaced Gloomhaven for me, 100%. I'm not, like I said, I'm not finished it, um, but we're going to finish it. And I actually enjoy, I enjoyed the way, I think what Jaws of the Lion did so well was that first, this needs to happen in every board game, and I'll keep screaming this from the mountaintops until it happens, but the whole like play, like learn to play as you put the game out on the table, it needs to become more of a thing. And I don't understand why there's still games where you have to put a rule book on the table and read the rule book front to back before you start playing the game. To me, that drives me nuts. I'm like, if we're trying to knock down barriers for people to get into the board gaming hobby, you want them to be able to sit down, open a rule book and go, the first thing you do is pick your character. Then you start doing this, then you start doing that. And it just it handhold them through the first, you know, scenario or half a scenario, or whatever. And then tell them after that, go check the appendix for all the other stuff later on. Like, don't don't read eighty pages to use ten pages in the first hour. What is the point? (laughs) Well,
0: well, boy, boy, do I have a actually? I'm I'm probably going to chop this out because I keep talking about this. But that reminds there's a do I have? Oh no, I just gave it. I just gave the prototype back to the uh, designer. Yeah, but there is a game I actually made a how to play for them that's not released yet but nice. uh it's a miniature skirmish game mm-hmm. called omicron protocol Ooh. where they also have a solo mode which you know why i bring it. but that's there the way they did it they have three rule books and oh. the first one they call their quick start guide yep. and that is just straight up we're literally gonna put this stuff on the table yeah we're gonna walk you through these steps mm-hmm. even down to you know roll your dice we're gonna tell you what you rolled so you yep. understand what happens. Then after that, you read the how to play guide. And then you can play almost a full game. Yes. And then yeah. from there, it's okay. Now here's the index. And if you want to play solo co-op, here's those changes too. Mm-hmm. But they did the same thing. And outside of
1: Jaws of the Lion
0: in, in that problems. game. Yeah. And I've heard Tainted Grail maybe does that. A few. Yeah, there's a too. few. Yeah, like and that's the thing. When I
1: say Jaws lines, like I'm not trying to say Jaws lines like the first. They were the first no, company. No, but to do they did it really, it really well. Yeah, that's the thing. They did it really, really well. well. And, it, and the other thing that's awesome about it is that it landed in Target in these places in the states where it's like, if somebody random just happens to buy it because a box cover looks cool and they like D and D and they're like, well, this could be fun. Like they just pick it up and they put it on the table and they're like, even if they know nothing, they literally can start playing right away and they're not going to get frustrated out of the gates. If you gave somebody Gloomhaven and said read the rule book and have fun they're gonna go no take it back take it back <laughs> like- i mean my, my <laughs> wife jokes
0: we finished after you know two two and a half years and she says you know that you didn't get through a we did not play a single session without having to go back and check the rule book
1: yeah, yeah. like that's gonna happen like just- like
0: for two years you couldn't get that <laughs> And right, it's, so I, think I, that, I think that's your number four you got, you got is, one more yeah.
1: the last one was uh the last one i'm wearing on my shirt yay this war of mine
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> i don't even wow. know why i was going to like my closet crescent, and
1: though? i'm like yeah, oh yeah <laughs> so the thing okay the one reason i like this war of mine um is because even though the game is and definitely is has some heavy heavy stuff i think the thing about this war of mine that's like mind-blowing to me is that there are very few if any games that touch on those kind of topics and do it in a way that's as well polished i want to say as as it could be like in terms of it being as real and authentic because i remember when they first did the kickstarter for this they had people pulled in like they they did their research on this stuff it was not just a bunch of designers in a room like let's just make this hellish and you know like nightmare scenario let's throw everything in there and make people just think this is terrible to be here they were literally trying to convey the feeling of being, you know, just a civilian trapped between a war in something you're not a part of, but have to deal with all the consequences of it, right? Like trying to just survive. And uh, it's not fair, <laughs> and it's not it's not a life that anyone really wants to be a part of. But it's the thing that's crazy about it is it just it to me when I play it, it plays it plays a story and it's almost like a learning because like it's like the one, like I walk away from a game like that. And I'm like, it's weird to feel emotion and feel like you learn something from a board game. That's beyond just, I rolled dice and hit a goblin under a bridge. Or like I went and built 70 fish in my merchant shop today. Like, you know, some of that stuff has zero substance. <laughs> like doesn't tell you anything. Let's be learn, fair. like a game anything.
0: where I hit a goblin under the bridge <laughs> with 70 fish. Yeah. <laughs> sounds
1: pretty good right <laughs> that's my next solo game my first one <laughs> my first solo game is going to be all about hitting hitting trolls under the bridge <laughs> um but yeah so anyway this warvine is really good it's not a game you want to play all the time and repetitively back to back to back but it's like a, a one-off experience i think they just i think they just nail i think it's a masterpiece really i can say that all the time just like anyone who hasn't at least played it to appreciate what they did with it um is missing out so i mean you don't have to like it you don't have to be like "Ooh, i really want to play this because it's like super happy all the time because it's not to me it's just like one of those games it's like we will not see a game made like that probably for i don't know if we'll ever see a game like that again because just the climate of the way the world is now if you are t- if you were to bring forward that kind of a heavy t- those kind of heavy topics you could you're going to run into a lot of pressure from a lot of different areas. Like you're gonna have people saying this shouldn't be talked about. This shouldn't be mentioned. This is old news. This like, you're gonna have like, it's just gonna be shut up. Like it'll be, it'd be worse than dissent in an app. <laughs> nice. So I think because it exists and it existed back when it was released, it has this, it, it got out the door, its message was sent and received. And it was kind of like, hmm, interesting. Like, yeah, war does suck. It's not, po- there's no positive in that equation at all. And I don't, I think everyone agrees with that. But anyway, for me, I'm just like that, that was just a a gain that blew my mind. And uh, and it also just because it was kind of like this, this shouldn't be as good as it was. Like I I looked at it on the table and I was like, this just looks like a mess of cards and generic resource placing and collecting and random events that are just going to destroy you, which I mean, sure, there is some, there's definitely some random stuff in there that's going to crop up. But uh, the story is what, like as a solo gamer, I think it's the story that when you're done, you feel like you could write a book. Like I've seen people play this game and they literally like write notes. They're like, yeah, Bruno did X, Y, Z on this day. And then this person did this on this day. And now, like this they're day keeping we a Bruno. diary. Yeah, they're keeping a diary. And I'm like, you know, you're into your game when like you're down to that level. <laughs> well,
0: then that, 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 it's cool that people can, you know, have that desire to do that. Yeah um so i mean
1: and, and these are probably like the five off the top of my head in the moment and probably at any given time i can switch it out you know yeah. you switch one yeah, same with you right like i'm sure there's yeah so I've, like, I've,
0: I've, i i've in, in my brain i've limited it to so the three off the top of my head but i've limited it nice. to ones that i didn't purchase you know, okay. i didn't back you know okay. because i feel like the odds of one that, that i bought or i backed i did the research so clearly i have oh, i it a lot yes. so Gotcha. Uh, so, so I, I've chopped those away. Yep. Just the way I've done it. So the three, and, and coincidentally, you can actually almost all see them all behind me. I didn't, I didn't plan that. Uh-huh. First one is, right here, Hadrian's Wall. Okay. Which
1: nice.
0: I, the the opportunity came up, and I was like, "This is a game from Renegade Games. I need to do that." Yep. Like if I can, get, I need to do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's great. Actually, uh, we uh, Mark and I, Mark Daniel, we did a whole podcast where we talked about it. So I'm not going to rehash it, but. <laughs> you know i don't care about roll and write flip and write stuff in general but okay
1: man you're actually it's really funny because i'm in the same camp as you on that when people are like let's play a roll and write or a flip and right or whatever you want to call comment i'm usually just like eh. this <laughs> one <laughs>
0: this, and this one is is really good solo is it um, okay
1: because it's it, one that i missed from their catalog of games i never got around to playing that one
0: yeah so well, you know it. i i think it's worth it because it has okay. this it has an ability to as you're playing make you feel like you're a genius oh cool and that's a cool feeling because it kind of has a perpetu- perpetual motion machine Like right. you, know, you spend this resource to fill in this box and that will get you this resource now you can take that resource and spend it over here we'll get you another resource and you just feel oh, it's like got in- this
1: like like chain effect like you, you know, yeah. this does this does this okay okay that's kinda then, cool. you know, i like that that's a cool feeling when you start building an engine that just continues to yeah and it's you know stuff.
0: and e- even on your first game it happens at least once and you feel brilliant and that is such a cool feeling boy
1: i'm putting it on the list Uh Oh, gotcha! (laughs) like and the thing is like i saw it come through and i saw people playing it and i just was like i don't know i it it came through really fast though it was almost like everyone was like here it is we've got it and then i just didn't hear too much afterwards but that happens with so many games people like there's so many games being released it's insane to keep up with
0: it but so i mean if i had to pick do my top my, my top games of the year right now yeah it would be on there Nice. Um, whether will yeah. it, you know, who, who knows? Yeah. Who whether knows? it'll change
1: in time, who knows? Yeah. yeah.
0: So th- there's that one. Next one is right here. I've talked about it a lot. Cushy Express. I have not played It that. is a dexterity game, competitive. You're building meat skewers, with these huge rubber chunks of meat and <laughs> tomato. That's awesome. And you flip over a card and it says, build it looking like this. And you have like okay. this long strip of cloth bacon, like you're wrapping it around stuff. <laughs> and it's a 15 minute game and i just introduced this to people the other day it was actually yep. at auditions for a theater company we had a long break so i brought it and we played it right And every single time i've introduced this game to somebody mm. new so the end of the game is slightly random like you Uh-oh. shuffle into the bottom x amount of cards a card that says closed which mm. means game over so you don't know exactly you know what's coming you don't know when the game ends, but every time i've introduced new people to this game when the close comes up people go oh it's like, like
1: let's play again <laughs>
0: yeah every single time yeah.
1: and it's 15 and it's, minutes
0: 15 minutes that's really good and yeah. i remember when we played it the first time because i got it it's you can it's hard to find It's from a korean publisher and the other when, one's going on the list <laughs> yeah yeah well you can play that you you could play that with your four-year-old i bet
1: that's the thing. That's where my head's going right yeah. now. So I'm like, I mean, you, like you, you have to handicap perfect.
0: yourself a little bit.
1: Sure, sure. But, but enough to I still have fun.
0: Yeah. And so we were playing and I remember I gave it to the actually the guys from Omicron Protocol were over there. I wanted to use my camera for something because they're local. And yeah, I, that's I met. that reviewed their game and then I met them at the demo, whatever. But I said, before you guys leave, I have to review this. Let's play this. I brought it down. I gave it to one of the designers. I said, Just look, look at the rules real quick because I was making the drinks or whatever. And he said, this is either the greatest game in the world or the dumbest game in the world. <laughs> you know, there's a three-page book. But so that, that's that's up there. That actually was yeah. number one on my underappreciated game list the other day. Right. And then my other one,
1: that's awesome. which
0: was a game that I was told was great. Okay. And so I randomly reached out to the designer on Facebook mm-hmm. and I had, you know, 70 subscribers. Why he yeah. answered me, I don't know. He's foolish. <laughs> um, but got me a copy and that is and this is one that's gotten slagged off a bit by a lot of big reviewers is merchant's cove
1: yes merchant's cove that makes me happy
0: (laughs) did did you you, have you played that one
1: i did i did content on that one i loved it oh you did i didn't know did content yeah i love i i I really liked it i i the the secret stash that you just showed there that that is a must like you have to have that as a solo player
0: yeah so that's uh, oh yeah oh yeah the uh but the scenarios yeah. that the, the chaining the scenarios together thing is a blast
1: yeah it's um, good
0: but that i i mean that was one of my i can't remember if it's in my list of top 10 games i've you know most yeah. played games last year yeah but on that's on tabletop simulator and, and with the prototype because i still happen to have the prototype here i haven't oh
1: okay. i'm supposed
0: to give it back to one of the designers when i see him at a convention you know but the world yeah
1: yeah exactly uh, yeah
0: but one. that that's one of the ones that i don't Maybe someday it'll leave my collection, but I don't know that'll ever leave my collection. That was just a, you know, no, so something a, off of a preview. That's a great
1: pick. I like honestly. I, I remember doing the preview for it, and I kind of went into it like I didn't know what to expect. I don't know if I was going to come out in the end and like it or not. I just I found everything about it was interesting, but at the same time, it wasn't like overly complex. But it was like just the perfect amount of strategy, and then the solo, the, all the additional solo stuff that they added in, really like made it like even more exciting because like the the base game if you play it solo is fun but like there there is some like limitations to it you might you might get bored of it once you've burnt yeah. through playing each of the merchants you'd be like okay i get this now um but uh that's all that secret stash box like just opens up all kinds of options and the the crazy thing is too is like i haven't played it with other people yet but i can imagine it'd be just really it's really cool to like i think they nailed the theme and the idea of having these mini games and the fact that each merchant is doing a mini game like it just it's so unique because you're like an actual town literally building goods in different ways but all towards the same points mechanism inside the game that gives you end goals for your goods like it's it's, just really cool it's It's just very interesting
0: yeah it's taking the highly asymmetric game and making it accessible yeah
1: Yeah, that's that's what i was missing was the asymmetric stuff yeah
0: it's because like and, and I talked about this a lot when I did a recent review of a, a vast from leader games um, and talking about how that's the most asymmetric game that I know. Cause it's, mm. it's, a, it's completely different. Like you're not even having the same wind conditions. <laughs> like you play sure. root. Everyone has the same wind condition at least. Yes. And you play merchant's cove. There's that core game in the middle that everyone is playing the same. Mm -hmm. which makes it somewhat accessible because then like i've actually gone to a game day where i taught the core game in the center and then we just handed everybody their little rule books yeah gave everybody 10 minutes and then we played a game because it's just not like if you can just focus in on your little you know on your little
1: on your little yeah
0: yeah Yeah. you you can do it and
1: it's, it's, it's funny too it's because different. it's like the strategies, like it's weird because like when you were playing the game, did you find you had to like what, like were you you were teaching it? Do you play did you play it at the same time when you were teaching it or? Uh,
0: that one I did not because I had to go, but I, I've taught it and played it many, many, many times.
1: Because I'm just wondering, like when you play with other people, because I haven't. Do you are you, like if you look at somebody else's player board while they're churning through their stuff, is there any advantage to to bothering to really like? I guess you could see what stuff they're potentially working towards making, which would help you go, okay, they're going after the, I think it's the blue and yellow that cashes in as the biggest points. I forget, there's two uh, yeah, colors yeah. that
0: are higher than the other yeah, ones. The, the, the blue and yellows are eights.
1: Yeah, so I mean, you could look and be like, haha, he's trying to go after blue and eights, you know, typical. <laughs>
0: um, you know, and looking at their player board, not so much. Not it's so much. really yeah. just looking at their uh, tables where they have their goods they've made. Right. Yeah. But they got ready. I yeah. guess you can extrapolate from that and say, Okay, well, I see Adam has a blue big blue on his table, but hold right. on, let me look at his board. Yeah. Oh, he's got a bunch of blue marbles there. Yeah. So he's gonna make another one. Yeah.
1: And that's what I like oh. about it is that you can just you just simply look in these one spots for each of these boards and it's just like, There's the information. That's what you need to know. Like the rest of it's gibberish to you because you're just kinda going, I don't care what you're doing in your little store. I just wanna know what goods are in the window. <laughs> like so it, yeah, it's good. That's a good pick. That's a very good pick. I was really, I, I came out of that one. I was like, this is not leaving my collection. I'm like, I'm keeping this.
0: <laughs> good. This is good. We agree. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But we're finally to what everyone's been waiting for. <gasps> my sponsor, Bump. Here's Ooh. the commercial. <laughs> Boom. And now a word from our sponsor. Are you tired of getting set for your digital game night and finding out You just don't know how to work the program. You do everything you can think of. You struggle. You give it your best. Yet, at the end of the day, it's just hopeless. You feel like you'll never be able to digitally game again. But don't worry. There is a solution. With the Sovereignty Digital Gaming Platform, It's no trouble at all to almost immediately get right into the game and play with all of your friends. No fuss, no muss, no figuring out what keys do what. Just pure fun. You can find more information about Sovereignty in the description of this podcast or video. Alright, so we are back from that amazing, not awkward transition... (laughs) best transition ever <laughs> well at least i introduced it this time the last the last yeah, time no i it like yeah jumped into it uh the game we're talking about today is madara mm-hmm. and i actually ranked it as my number three dungeon crawler nice and you know, it doesn't mean i you know it, i got a lot of hate on my review of it too so it doesn't really? mean i think it's perfect
1: Oh, i oh, want to know God. more about that i'm going to
0: miss oh yeah it's coming it's coming you, you won't be when, when okay. i you won't be surprised. oh it
1: hasn't come yet okay good i was like i'm pretty sure i have seen it yet.
0: oh no okay. i i mean i mean my uh uh, uh when, when i tell you what, what it was that i got all the hate on you 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 won't be uh, surprised okay, You'll be, okay oh yeah obviously yes okay but so anybody who doesn't know madara is a classic style dungeon crawler but it's set as a jrpg anime style it's pretty it's decently heavy it's got a 70-page rulebook, which I will say is very well-written. It took it me is. a week to read it, but it's a really well-written rulebook. It is. Um, really complex, playing four characters with not limitless potential, but feels limitless. It's, Just yeah. dozens and dozens <laughs> of abilities you can get, not to mention however many <laughs> items you can get. Just I can't imagine playing through that game you play through the whole campaign a thousand times and never have the same characters twice um sure. it feels like so very very big box most people have had the opportunity to get to the act one mm-hmm. which is I don't on know, its, its gotta, own is a monster it's got to yep. be at least 80 hours of gameplay i don't know oh, easy. Um, <laughs> and there's act two and act three coming now, <laughs> I myself, I've gotten through Stress. Act 1, part of Act 2. Uh, by the time this comes out, I may have, I'm doing a cross-channel playthrough with Barrent for Meet Me at the Table. He's doing most of it. I'm doing all of the side quests. So he does the real work, and I do the same <laughs> stuff, which is the way to go. Yeah, there you um, go. But, so uh, I've, I've, obviously I'm pretty high on it. Uh, Adam, you also covered it, I think, mm-hmm. pre- launch of the campaign maybe or during the campaign Uh, so i covered it after the
1: first one landed so what was that like um the first delivery was
0: like geez why is this maybe two years ago
1: yeah, it was two years ago, I'm pretty sure, let me see, yeah, 2019, yeah, that makes sense, like, March, April, something like that, um, yes, yeah, so I covered it, I, I don't know how far after that I did, but I did think I did the first scenario of of the game, because I was it, it was, it was, it's a beast, like, I was like, I can't, this is not a game where you can just start on the second mission and try to, like, get people in, I'm like, they need to understand, like, the beginning intro, like, what is going on here, and then on top of it, understand, there's literally videos to watch, around the world building before you even start the game. Like you could just put the game beside and go to their site and watch their videos just to get context on like the world and spend two hours on that easily. Like they went
0: crazy with it. I'll give it to you to start positive thoughts on it. What do you, what do you got?
1: I would say the things that I liked about it that other games didn't do well was that hidden information was truly hidden that was a oh huge the, red the red reveal red reveal was Takes me
0: back to uh I, like, elementary
1: I, middle school people get like they can keep in board games they can keep doing that forever i'm perfectly fine with it because i mean i have to i can see it if i stare at it purposely trying to read it i'll eventually be able to figure but it then out
0: you're annoying, if that's but then you're annoying
1: but then yeah like i mean like how why i don't know like, yeah at that point you're trying to cheat so it's almost just like okay sure go ahead <laughs> like, yeah but but for me i was just like there were so many other games that have these dungeon crawl things and it's like you flip open a setup page and you're like uh, and i see everything i'm like i see all the care i see what's going to happen at the end i see the conclusion it's literally written right here under the setup that i have to now set up so i'm like reading the end before i've even got the game it bothers me when i see that um anyway so positives that was a huge positive uh you already kind of mentioned the narrative thing that's just like off the charts like you yeah. get, i I could go on for hours about how well written that yeah. is. Um, Amazingly in-depth story. And well, then with the real fact, character development. Yeah. And then the fact they went to the next level and pulled Foreteller in to do all the voice work on top of it. So you don't even have to read it. You can now have it like fully, like, you can just hit a play button on each of these things and let, let the Foreteller app just do all the voice work for you. I'm like, that makes it even better because now it's like, now you're even more immersed in the whole thing so that was that was huge so, oh the other thing i really liked was for solo play you had um oh, what they call those cards
0: there was yeah, a theme. you you could just play play two of the characters and yes, like a, a single card should. to represent yes. the other two
1: that's okay. what i liked i liked that because i was kind of going i want the ability to be able to flip-flop characters and i can choose i think they even allowed you to like you could flip between the alternate character that's like you know very uh, streamlined, and then you could go full if you wanted to. Like even partway in the campaign, you could somehow kind of like flip back or something, or switch characters in and out. I just thought that was really cool because it kind of just allows you to like, I'm creating these two characters. Oh, no, I want to flip over to these guys and then use cards to represent the old ones and you can just bounce around. And I thought for solo players, like that's huge because maybe you don't want to control full four characters. Like that's a lot of stuff to manage. So that yeah, was- and, and
0: so far, so I've been playing it through with all four so far. Okay. Um, How'd you feel?
1: How'd you find that?
0: So far, I've been I it. Now, I'm curious if I get to toward when I finally get towards the end, if I'm going to be overwhelmed. Uh, um, which yeah. I can see happening. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm using a little dry erase tokens, and I total everything up, and I keep that running total, so that helps. And yes. I can totally see if I wasn't doing that, every attack having to yeah. add up with this and this add 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 add, and then every single card you can then not cap uh, exhaust the card, right? Use an ability, and every in all the different uh, consumables you have, and <laughs> I mean, and, it could get a bit much. Yeah, I mean, and, well, what's going to happen when I, you know, get to the end and I have eight different abilities per character? I mean, that, that's thirty-two abilities that I'm managing. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's very true. So yeah, that's very true. But, but think, so far, it's been okay.
1: That's good to hear because I, I hadn't I hadn't tried four, but I was tempted to, and I I did the two and then the two alternative ones. I think I think like positives wise on the gameplay. I think the thing I liked the most was that. Like gameplay wise, and this is weird because I'm just focusing on the dice in this case, but I, I liked the fact that the dice were like level set. Like they were almost just like each level goes up and it actually felt like you were moving through dice sets as you went along, which is yeah. so it's like it's kind of cool to feel like, oh, I get access to this die, which, you know, is the next level up right now in your pool. So it felt like character pro- progression wasn't just like, oh, more abilities to manage. It's like no, the dice is actually changing on top of it. So you're getting more, you know, hits or whatever else. So I thought that was kind of cool. I think
0: and, those no, are the- actually do your your marry me. One the thing, the other thing that I liked about it is you mm-hmm. know, all you got the little the books and the stars and stuff on, on the the dice, and yes. how those interact with your different abilities. Yeah, yeah, that is. I I really enjoy that. There's another game that I like called Infinity Defiance, which is like a sci-fi one, but it does the same type of thing.
1: That's
0: where I can roll the same two dice and you know get I don't know an eight and two books and two stars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and for your character that's going to do one thing for my right. character they'll do something completely different right and that i think is really cool because it makes the combat pretty simple you know it's you know yeah. it's but too, it, g- it
1: gives like flexibility like when you roll it you're almost just like now i can do this or that kind of thing like yeah
0: that. i i really enjoy that as far as far as the dice rolling goes and it's it's shockingly simple like when I when you read the rules of the combat, it's like, oh I gotta add this up and subtract this and then do this. <laughs> but what, once you learn it, it, it's really pretty quick. Um, actually it's funny. Also <laughs> I don't to, I don't want to compare Madara to, to
1: Descent, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're not,
0: but currently you're comparing everything to now, no, yeah, exactly. I, like you're gonna just, you're gonna go just gonna because the, your kids just because like, the
1: icons hmm. here, and I know this is from even Descent two but like they have like surge abilities and advantage. Same idea, I think, with this more so for the surge ability. You get a little silly bolt of lightning Mm -hmm. and it could trigger your weapon. It could trigger your hero card. It could trigger. So you get to choose. So you kind of have a little bit of that thing that you like in Madara inside of Descent in terms of like, ooh, I got a surge. That means I can, I have some freedom now. I'm not like locked into doing this one thing every time. Yeah. Or it's just not a success, like just not a straight success. Whatever. But yeah, in terms of Madara, I think those are the, those are probably the four or five that sticked out to me the most. The gameplay on the, t- oh, the other thing I really like too, which is a little nice touch, but not like a big deal, was I thought the UV printing of the, of the water and the grunt. like the certain elements of the tiles that really were exciting. That was cool. Yeah. I was yeah, like, I've never seen that before. I was like, that's sweet. I'm sure it's been done, but I've never seen it. So I was just like, "That's awesome!"
0: <laughs> and I, I also like that um, if you keep it organized, that's key. It's it's a it's a pretty quick setup. Yeah, if you're organized.
1: If you're, it's true. If that is, yes. I
0: can't stress that enough. Yeah. If you throw everything in a bag, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's going to take forever. <laughs> yeah, but the tiles are small. They're not weird shaped. It's yeah. you know, I and mean, there's like seventy five of them. But mm-hmm. if you keep them in order. You know, it, it's pretty. That's I actually find setup for that faster than most of my other dungeon crawls, and I'm moderately organized.
1: Yeah, it's true. I think that one. Um, I I had I had to get an insert for it because I like I was I was thinking about just leaving it bagged up, and then I was like, oh, this one might be special enough that I might get an insert. I was like, ah, oh, that. So I I got a I have it glued over there off camera. It's actually like a little bit further over. It's in a big pile, but I haven't actually put it all in yet but it's, it's one of those inserts that isn't going to fill the whole box. It's almost like the kingdom death monster style inserts where it's like half the box is an insert. The rest is just like empty space for Mm -hmm. stuff that's already in there. Like our like, you know, so it should hopefully do like solve some of that. Like you were saying, if you're not good at, you know, keeping things organized or bagging things up properly, (laughs) that should help, help me out to get the game to the table easier. Because I do want to get back to it because it was a lot of fun. And then knowing that
0: act two and three are coming online, I'm terrified. It's <laughs> like, get, like get it done, right? Holy <laughs> crap. <All laughs> right, so, uh, uh hesitations for the game. Obviously, the first one is the magnitude and size yeah, of it. Like, we've both yeah. have been talking about. Like, I mean, it's, it's it's a commitment. It's a commitment. So the I'll talk about the one that, that got me the haters.
1: Yeah, yeah, please do.
0: And so it's interesting because I, I don't think this is much of an issue in the core box okay and that is in general i have some issues with the often the portrayals of women in anime right as a whole now yeah. there are some that have come out late like they like castlevania and stuff which is you know horribly gory but starts yeah. you know taking back some of those tropes but right. it's right. out there and along with that there is the way that uh, the sexualization of women in mm. games and stuff.
2: Yeah. Now,
0: I think the core box, one, the female characters mm-hmm. are pretty badass. Like yeah. I don't feel like they fall into those tropes, so I appreciate that. Yeah. And I do find in the core box it's pretty close to everyone's kind of sexualized.
1: Right.
0: You know. Yeah, that's I, true. I,
1: there there's a little bit of like this I think yeah, I, what was what's the character's name, the big dude? a it's rook huge. yeah like he's just like, like he has gested, no shirt on chest he, like, he monster starts the
0: with a chest plate <laughs> yeah like he has a yeah. breastplate so <laughs> like, you know he's like forget that chest plate <laughs> yeah and, like you go through and it's like it was like yeah. oh what's up dude you're wearing that so you can show off your abs
1: yes exactly um, so yeah. it, is
0: it perfect 50 50 no. no no i mean some no. of them but no. it's it's pretty solid and i yeah. actually yeah. Isn't an imaginary
1: way. world Worlds we're talking about right yeah, so, yeah you, you know and so overall
0: yeah i thought it was i thought it was pretty well yeah. But, but when yeah. you start looking at the add on stuff that you can buy, true, yeah, it is like so. I, I praised it, you know, it's like this is pretty well done overall. It's not perfect, pretty well done. And then people yeah. started sending me pictures of other stuff. I was like,
1: it has like a kingdom death monster side thing going on. It's almost, yeah, like, it's like, yeah, it's almost it's like they take like the, the pinup
0: art, the pinup, um, exactly. Yeah. And you know, but there's like some like yeah. slave girl stuff, and it's just like, cool, yeah, I guess it
1: goes down, de- yeah, like yeah that's that's true and honestly you're like it's, it, i don't know i don't understand like if anyone has an opinion on it being a negative i don't see why people should get up in arms with that like it doesn't make it because like, yeah. at the end of the day it's like it's not part like like you said it's not like they put that stuff in the core game that you have to deal with it <laughs> yeah, to that yeah. to that level at least yeah right? and, you know
0: it's a discussion there, but it's there but it's still it, there it's still, it, there. It's yeah, still it's a part fair discussion. of the If you want us to go and say, well, you know, should should that be, you can have that discussion, but that's not one that that I'm having, you know, I'm talking about the core box. I think the core box is a pretty good job. However, that said, you might not be on board with the sexualization, men, women at all. And that is in the game. Yes. Yeah. You have to almost be
1: aware of it. Like just be like, okay, I'm all right with this versus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's that's the one that, 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 that got got all of the, the trolls coming out. How dare you say I can't play this to game? me that's just
1: that. you that's just you being informed like that's you informing people that's you giving people yeah. a heads up you're basically saying like hey like you know do you want to be shocked when you open the box and look through some stuff or do you want to just know that it's there and and if you're okay with it great if you're not
0: then now yeah, you know <laughs> yeah. And to be fair I, I think <laughs> it falls right in line with most of the anime that you might watch that's true and anime is a
1: very big like it's broad right like that anime bucket is
0: it's yeah. all over the place but you got to be down with that so that that's yeah. that's the thing that that i talk to people about you know I was like do you know oh you want to try this or are you cool with this mm. you know and for me so far it has n- i haven't found anything where i was like i am uncomfortable i would not want to play that with my wife
1: ah uh, gotcha okay like, I, so i haven't got you're talking name. like inside the core box you haven't found anything yet where yeah, you're yeah, like yeah, you not don't like that okay yeah, well,
0: there's definitely some of the stuff that out uh, the, the add-ons i would like yeah <laughs> yeah you know i, it, I felt, it, felt like a a, a a middle schooler with the magazine type yeah thing. yeah
1: 100 percent. no and, and that's fair that's totally fair and, and that's why i kind of mentioned the kingdom death monster thing because i'm like as soon as i saw their other line of that stuff and then i thought of kingdom i have kingdom death monster but i and i but the, i don't have everything that they've released and there's some stuff i'm just like I don't even know if I ever... Well, wanted.
0: no one has that much money.
1: Yeah, it's not. And, and on of top Death of it, really. I'm just like, you know what? Maybe what I'll do is just do what other people do, is just use Lego. Like, maybe I'll just, instead of the miniatures, I'll just build little Lego men, and it's like a dream world.
0: <laughs> I, I every, every few months... Easier. I, I try to go on eBay to see if I can find a miniature-less <laughs> King of Death monster.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I haven't found one yet, but I would... In a second, I'd get that. Actually,
1: you know what? Is anyone... I wonder if anyone on Etsy has ever designed... Has designed, like, a standy kingdom death monster replacement mm-hmm. thing you know what I mean? because think of how how nice that would be like to yeah. just buy a set of standees for We're not even death that monster. just
0: uh, you could just get tokens that just are flat lay flat and just cover up the same number of spaces <laughs> yeah like, so with, like jir- with the art on there <laughs> it'll be like Journeys in middle earth <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go back to your favorite <laughs> yeah back to the favorite
1: no, uh, but but true.
0: so. In, in, any yeah. other other warnings about about the Because we're kind of um, kind of going off a little bit. Yeah, here. sorry. Um, but warnings. no, that's okay. Because mm. I mean, for me, that's really it. Like, I think it's a great. I game. think
1: your point's still valid, though. People need to know that because it it's anime, so it's it's got that it's got that inside of it. So you have to you have to be aware of that, right? Some people are going to jive with it. Some people aren't. So, it's,
0: but I do think it's important to to just to, 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 to for me just for me to it. Yeah yeah and for me to reiterate that i i think that the most so far mm-hmm. haven't finished the harmful tropes i think that often are in anime for women don't exist mm. like they are capable they have agency the women are awesome they so are i appreciate I, I
1: remember going through the characters and i was like I want to play just the girl characters. <laughs> like they're awesome. Like and they're all like chucking these massive weapons around. Like these are ah, pretty cool. Yeah, the one with the huge yeah.
0: axe. Yeah, like I'm like these are these are And where, that's kind of where
1: that's kind of where anime is very cool. That way is they've always it's always feels like it's been like a the weapons are usually larger than the characters themselves in most cases. And you're like, holy crap, like (laughs) like, you were wielding that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's it's really, it's it's, really cool. It's cool.
1: And And the other thing that's nice too, is it's not, I think the other thing about Madara that, that hit me was that it just, there hasn't been, there hasn't been an anime game that's gotten that much, and i don't want to say anime game cuz that sounds weird but it's just like it hasn't been a game that's been had that focus on on anime that's probably risen to as much popularity as this one has in the board oh. game in space in general
0: yeah, I well, and i think it's because the, mechanically madara is so unbelievably tight
1: yeah i mean it it's a very it's, 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 it's a lot but so it's here, here's a giant a giant wrench i want to throw and ask you questions so this is like a if this happened then what if kind of scenario right so it didn't happen but what if so i was looking through today i was like looking through the dates on stuff and i thought about this back when it first released but like gloomhaven the very first gloomhaven when it released on kickstarter landed on sorry it closed on september 2015 that's when the first kickstarter for gloomhaven ended uh Madara's ended on June 24th of 2015. So in the same year, both of these behemoths landed on Kickstarter. Gloomhaven got um three hundred and eighty US. And Madara got crazy
0: to yeah. think about that now. That's it.
1: And then Madara got 342. So so literally almost the same. And this is where my brain explodes. So like if you look at the release date of Gloomhaven, it, came, it was for for backers, and it, of course it's broad because they were like they were trying to deliver to like different parts of the world. So there was probably like a three month window where everyone was getting deliveries. But let's say hypothetically, like roughly March of like twenty seventeen, based on the screenshot I took here, was when Gloomhaven started delivering, and then Madara didn't deliver until twenty nineteen. Took them two extra years to get out of the door. What would have happened if Madara had a got out? Like if this had a reversed and Madara had a got out the door first, do you think Gloomhaven would even be in the position it's in today? Or do you think Madara would be the, would be the game instead of Gloomhaven? Because the weird thing is, if you look on Board Game Geek, there had not been a game currently... Like, there had not been a game released that you could buy for the dollar value that either of them were putting out. like The dollar value they were asking for at the time for either of them, for what you were getting content-wise, was yeah. ridiculous. You were getting the best bang for buck. You could possibly throw your money at for content. So it's like if Madara had to go to the door faster and they had some delays that pushed them into 2019, otherwise it would have been back earlier. I just wonder whether the whole thing would have flipped and it would have been like Gloomhaven would have come out after. It would have been a little less in the story. People would have been criticizing it a little harder because Madara would have been there already and been like, Hey, these guys, their story is like really good. <laughs> and then of course you look at Gloomhaven, you go, hmm, there's all the information's right there. Everything's spoiled. There's no Red Decoder. There's nothing stopping you from seeing the answer to every single scenario without even having to play it. So, like, Madara basically buttoned up all the things that people, not all the things, but, like, some of those things I mentioned earlier, and I'm like, what would have happened if things had just flipped over? Like, that would have been a pretty crazy, like, would Gloomhaven get the praise still, or would they sit there and say the card play by itself is what makes Gloomhaven so... Epic and fantastic, like in the character progression and all that stuff. Like, yeah my it's, my it's initial tough one
0: my initial thought is M- Madara might be bigger as far as you know rep than it is, but I feel like what the two things that BleuMiam has going for it is one, pure True. fantasy. True, I think True. there's far. I mean, because like, truth be told crowd wise um, of
1: interest way lower. yeah
0: and you know yeah. the, i mean for, even for me i was like well Very anime true. and point. i really care
1: no no it's um, a valid point
0: yeah so i i think there's more fantasy nerds out there than anime nerds in the board game space 100%. i don't have any data for that but that's nope, just but I based on how many games there are right yeah i think you're i think you're making the right call on that one <laughs> um and i think the card play from gloomhaven was so fresh that that for, for a dungeon feel,
1: crawler, right? Yeah, like it was I so feel like that's different.
0: what. It, and even though, yeah, I, I think the dice play for madar is
1: fantastic. It's it is really good. Yeah,
0: we've had dice play. We have. We've like, seen
1: it before. We've seen variations of that before. Yeah, I mean,
0: right? you know, and it, I would argue that it's a, a, even just an, an evolution and massive improvement over Descent. That the, that's the second true. edition Descent. No,
1: hundred percent. That's yeah. true.
0: Um. So, you know, you, the people have seen that, even though you, you you dig down into it, like the way the numbers work and all that, I think is very inspired. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it would have stopped Gloomhaven. Yeah. I think maybe it would have made Madara slightly bigger than it is.
1: That's the thing, right? Like, that's, that's kind of where my brain goes. It's like, hmm, like, I, would, I just wonder whether it would have ticked up the charts higher. I I don't know where it sits on Board Game Geek in terms of its overall rank. Do you know what's yeah. up
0: your head? i don't know i, I almost want to the yeah. computer now are i almost want to look because i'm like i
1: because i feel like i mean obviously it's probably as as the reprints and everything are going typically things start creeping up oh 669 that's actually that's really far back from where i would have thought it would sit but i guess when you're talking about overall i mean there's a lot of games to yeah. battle but you're i mean thematically it's 63 which is i mean that's that's even kind of surprising too but again that might go back to your original comment about the, the crowd of interest around the anime side of thing right like mm. it, it is a it it's a wall that some people don't climb over
0: <laughs> well and i mean we <laughs> some people just don't you, have any interest like, mean, just like, nope. you and i really like the story but like there's yeah. got to be a hundred pages of text of stories it's
1: madness that's why when they said like foretellers coming in to do all of our you know narrative and i was like they're gonna be working for years (laughs) like like i don't do they know what they signed up for (laughs) right like (laughs) like voice acting that game good lord
0: (laughs) no but i mean so i mean it it sounds like we pretty much agree i mean it's not
1: Yeah, we do yeah
0: it's not that i just wanted to
1: throw it out there as kind of like a what if because it's just kind of it was
0: well, that's remember- a good question, and I think it's telling that we're comparing Gloomhaven and it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're not comparing as much as I love Barnacle Bay. We're not comparing Barnacle Bay to Gloomhaven. Like, <laughs> we're not doing True. that. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: yeah, but Madara Gloomhaven to me seem very like they seem very comparable. Like, I mean, beyond the the, the difference in theme and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like it's they're pretty they're pretty much running up the same the same type of person that would want an epic campaign game is going to be looking at yeah. those two plus a handful of other ones.
0: Yeah, because I, I can't, I mean, being spec- speculative, I can't imagine if there were as many anime-based style games as there are our fantasy games. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine there being many that are better than Madara, if that existed.
1: What's that one that everyone's playing now that's anime-based? It came out recently. I think they had like a reprint or something, but it's like, uh, there's like little tokens that are dropping down tracks the characters are all anime. I think it was done on the One Stop Bullish Bullet. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have that. I haven't played that. One, but that that one's based in an, like based in an anime. Yeah, yeah. That, that's too. an anime. Yeah. So that yeah. and that's that, pretty that's good. A that's, game. Game. that's a good game. Like, it's, yeah. yeah.
0: But it, but it doesn't have. I mean, that's a it's not it's game. not a
1: campaign game. It's yeah. just a yeah,
0: yeah. It's a twenty thirty minute game. Yeah, very fun though, uh and, and it is it is fun solo. So you, you should probably get it. I
1: need to get it. I do. And I actually was about to pull the trigger and I think what stopped me was the shipping to Canada I think at the time was almost like yeah, double it, the price of the game yeah, or it's, something.
0: And I was like, huh. Yeah, sh- <laughs> like, sh- shipping for those outside of the, the US is tough right now. Yeah. I was what like, I'll, get it. I'll get it. Ask Rodney, I'll to get send it. you his.
1: There you go. That's what That's I should do. Got one. Like send it for PEI by uh, by boat.
0: <laughs> like yeah. Like, <laughs> send it by Penguin. <laughs> yeah, um, send your pigeon carrier to me. <laughs> all right. But. So we we have officially had recorded the longest episode ever. Hey. Um so oh gosh, the editing. Oh no. <laughs> but I, put you,
1: I put you up against the wall. on this
0: one. <laughs> yeah, well thankfully I just I just released one with Jason Perez uh, about four or five days ago. So Oh really? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's that that's okay. But before sure. I let you go. Sure. Last thing yeah. is. And so everybody, you'll be able to find a link or a tag to get to a, a, a Rolling Solo down in the description. So go check out everything that he does. Go watch all 194 episodes of Gloomhaven. <laughs> and, and, but leave us with... Well, two things you can leave us with. You, you can decline the first one. Okay. Here's your opportunity to talk any trash you want about Rodney. <laughs> and then second, leave us with your words of gaming wisdom. Oh,
1: jeez both these gonna be bad you don't um really have to talk trash you won't no go. no i yeah I, i'd say to i would say to Rodney, Rodney, you need to get more dungeon crawlers on watch your plate uh,
0: <laughs> that's what i would you say how long those videos will be yeah
1: yeah <laughs> do you guys have six hours um so yeah that that would be my one thing with him um and then uh yeah for wisdom words of wisdom are we talking like in terms of the channel content or are we talking just in terms of like anything uh, at
0: all just anything? gaming wisdom you got fine yeah if
1: you're just starting out, maybe don't start with Mage Knight. <laughs> <laughs> like, as your first game, don't do not do that to yourself. Well, if you had to pick
0: a first game, someone's like, I love the stuff that you do, Adam. Oh, okay. What's the first game what's I should buy?
1: What's the first one? I honestly would say, if, it, if you're looking for your first solo game, I would probably say from a learning perspective, probably the jaw, Jaws of the Lion. Probably because of how they structure it. Because you could just take it and run. You wouldn't have to watch any videos on it. Just play um but there's so many good ones there's actually another really good one that flies on the radar when you were mentioning ones that you liked was outlive have you played outlive before i don't Um, know that one that one's really good it's like a post post apocalyptic uh worker placement game but it's very good very good look it up it's good and uh you you have a video on it i don't but i have the game and i'm holding on to it and i'm going to secretly release it at some point (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one day when the when the game cannot be found anywhere i'm going to release a video <laughs> and everyone's going to be like what yeah but in terms of gaming knowledge i don't know i would say uh don't think i have any more knowledge left i think I've, i think i've run to
0: cast <laughs> yes for our, for our last three hours we've been chatting <laughs> yeah right, but um thank you thank you so much for joining me everybody thank you so much for watching if you enjoyed this uh, listening or watching please like subscribe share all those things set up a subscription on your podcast download check out rolling solos content down in the description and thank you so much for watching or listening have a wonderful wonderful day so between the two of us we have the most boring names
1: (laughs) yeah there's how you start this episode (laughs) welcome to the show with the two people the most boring boring. names yeah because when i watch you when you drop your videos in the uh board game reviewers thing uh (laughs) i've seen a lot of californian uh california landscape behind you and i'm like ah canada's close to that but not really
0: (laughs) no not not at all
1: (laughs) i don't even have air conditioning but then that's the thing right like the decision even to get it in canada is like an actual choice you're like i mean hmm. do people laugh at you if you call you... about air conditioning in canada <laughs> tell somebody else we got air conditioned they're like why <laughs> like, yeah. the furthest north that i've gone was up to uh yellow knife that was ridiculous like that that is you know dog sleds everything's frozen over and ice all the time
0: i have a story about yellow knife so when i was a kid oh. in um third grade yeah. second grade somewhere around there you know we're learning about Maps and stuff, and we had to, there was a map Canada. and We got to learn about Canada, and there was three cities on on it. There was Toronto, huh? Vancouver, and Yellowknife. And we all thought, I "Was like, wow, that must be That's the so coolest good. place in the world." It's called Yellowknife. Yeah. And I remember another kid. He did a whole report of like the one that we had to talk about all the cities we wanted to live in. He's like, "I want to live in Yellowknife because I bet they had the best games."
1: I never went to Newfoundland.
0: <laughs> I went to every other one, well, I am an honorary Newfoundlander. Oh, I I wish I'd have gone. I have have been screeched in twice. Nice. I've kissed the cod. Oh, that's you. There
1: you go.
2: Then
0: you definitely and drank drank the screech. Yep. And did the rhyme. Everything.